Hey, I'm Kyle. Thanks for joining Andy and I. So if you're listening with your kids or your conservative grandma, maybe don't, because we swear. Or some shit like that. Welcome to Grove of the Dream podcast, but it's not a, it's not a, it's, we're, not, we're not fucking hippies. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about you achieving anything. <laughs> dude, this is like the best time of year, dude, for this. Like, honestly. Dude, Christmas time for Commander. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Commander Christmas for sure. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. It totally is. Like, so I went going to work today, like week after Commander 2017 spoilers, and I was sitting there at work, and I was like, God, I'm bored. <laughs> and I kept kind of asking myself, like, why am I bored, though? And I realized, you like, oh, that's because there hour were spoilers hour. all week last week, and I was yeah. just so pumped. Dude, I was on I was on the East Coast in Washington, D.C., like, on the Metro, just, like, refreshing. <laughs> You're like, like, are there new ones? Are there the new e- ones? Yeah, the EDH Reddit thread, because that's, like, the first, like, it seems like everybody's just propagating <laughs> around, and the second they find it, it ends up on the thread, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm waiting for, like, the wizards to get dropped. I'm waiting, just waiting. Like, when is it wizard day? Yeah, is it wizard day? Is it vampire day? Is it, you know, <laughs> like, and I, the, the day they drop all the dragons, I'm like, eh. Because you know, that was leaked. Oh, I know. Because we already knew about the dragons a long right. time ago, and I don't think either of either you or myself yeah, are very hot for dragons. Yeah, like I don't know, man. I don't. I've said this story about like Mizix before, but like this stuff. Like when I see this stuff, it it, it makes my day better, man. Like, I'm that <laughs> excited. Like, no, I'm with you. Like, I think I told you that. Like, I uh, I think I broke our Twitter. We're not we're not particularly like active on Twitter type people. But that day I'm like retweeting people's stuff, like doing polls. I'm like, I just want to know. I want to talk about commander all day. <laughs> yeah. So you really got into it. I then. got into it hard. I really yeah, man. It. I wish I could have been there for that. Like that trip kind of just, I don't know. We were, me and Cody were trying not to bug his wife <laughs> as much as we there's could. A, there's a lot of eye rolling happening. Yeah. Like, and he's, I don't know. He's kind of like, he doesn't, he 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 kind of likes theorizing about commanders, but not if he doesn't have like a need to build them. You know what I mean? Oh right. So he needs like a dog in and the fight. Yeah. So, in order right. to talk so about like, it. So like the brat's exactly the same way. I think that's why me and you are kind of like. I mean, that's why we're doing this episode, right? <laughs> right. But it's like, yeah, he, he had already kind of decided like I'm going to get the dragon deck, and those have been. They've been leaked for months. Oh yeah, so he didn't really care all right. that much about so what he else was there. Super excited about like the stuff that I was seeing, but I was just like losing my mind. Oh over yeah, card to card. constantly. Well, and then Brad, when he came over to play Commander this weekend, we were like, "All you and I had been having conversations about different things that could happen," and we're like, "Brad, Brad," he's like, "Edgar, Edgar," like literally just Edgar. Yeah, that's all he. That's cared all about. he cared about. He's he got his Edgar Markov and. He's ready to ready to play some vampires. All right, man. Well, let's hit yeah. it. Yeah, let's dig in. Uh, which so so uh, there's this part of me that sort of feels like it should be obvious if somebody's found our podcast and is listening. But if you don't know, yeah, <laughs> Commander 2017 is about tribes. Um, yep, it's the tribal year. So it seems like 
they've since what Gen three they've decided to kind of go with theme. Yeah, there's a, a theme bit. of some some sort. So there was the Planeswalkers in uh, was that 2014? Gen, yeah, Gen three, the third generation of Commander decks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the first year was like shards. That was about it. Right. But the decks weren't really like, I don't know, themed. They just were. They're shards because there's not much in those. Right. They're strong commanders. Like some of the strongest commanders in history came out of that. Sure. Second gen, uh, they were doing wedges. So three color again, Mm -hmm. but they, I don't know. They're not really, they've got mechanics that they abuse, but they're not like a I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's not like a theme. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it seemed like they were... I know that they were playing with a few things. Like, they're trying to, to figure out kind of, like, messing around with the command zone right. and stuff like that. But yeah. really general experimentation. Right. And then, yeah, the third third one was like, okay, they're all monocolored, but there's you can have a Planeswalker now. So that was kind of, like, again, not a theme. So I think this is the first time there's been a theme to... All of the decks, rather than right. just like, oh, this is what this one's trying to be used. Because last year it was, and last year they, I'll, I bet a lot of people think this, but last year they smashed it out of the park, man. Oh, like, yeah. Like doing the four-color decks and then having partner. Right. Just, just amazing. I thought four-color was just going to be clunky. I remember thinking, like, I was really nervous about it. I'm like, yeah, it's not five-color. It's just pretty much pick the color you don't want. Right. You know? And it turned out to be pretty dope like like the thing to me that's cool about about last year's is that like yeah you have your four color options but with partner you can kind of play around with two or three colors like whatever you're feeling like just it it was a really flexible commander yeah because of the partners Yeah. yeah um but yeah, man, let's start with the legends. So all right, this year the themes was yeah it's tribal, but the how we waited forever to figure out what the tribes were going to be. At first, they were pretty coy with it. They were saying, like, Wizards was like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be some cool tribes and one that's really unexpected. I don't know what their unexpected tribe yeah, is. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Probably the cats. I guess. That's is that unexpected? Like, yeah, that's that's fairly... Well, I don't know. Like, they they were definitely teleplaying it quite a bit with the kind of cards they were putting out. Yeah. In, uh... In Amonkhet. Yeah, Amonkhet. So, we've got cats... We've got vampires, we've got dragons, but we everybody already knew that, and then we've got uh, wizards. Wizards. Right. And I have wanted wizard tribal for a long time. Andy's wanted wizard tribal before he even played Magic the Gathering. That's true. <laughs> That's true. In Diablo, I'm, I'm, I'm the wizard man, Diablo 3. Right. Path of Exile, like, I'm always doing some kind of, like... Casting ability. I don't really. I don't do melee. Yeah, like oh no, oh yeah. oh, you're in you're gonna World, come at me with a sword, bro. Oh, yeah, in oh. World of Warcraft, I was a mage. <laughs> like in Rift, I was a, a mage again. <laughs> like I don't know. I'm just that guy. Wizard for sure. tribal is all over. Like, up until now, your options were like uh, a zombie and a zombie. And, and a zombie. <laughs> yeah, there really wasn't a lot of reason to run. Go out of your way for wizards because they're not a very. I don't know. It's not. It's not. It's not like a directly like tribal type tribe, right? And if you're going to do wizards, it was kind of like, well, Azami's the only one that's really going to do you. Yeah. Like if you're doing wizards, you should do Azami. So cats, vampires, wizards, and dragons, and that was our tribe. So let's hit it with. Where should we do- jump in, dude? I don't know. Let's just do the dragons. You want to do the dragons? Just get them out of the yeah, way. Yeah, because every. I mean, let's just do it. Okay. 
So, kind of like, let's start with kind of like our my weakest dragon, right? Okay. And okay, the other thing, I love dragons. I really do. It, 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 I was about to say, in real life. <laughs> yeah, like, I really in like any, dragons. In any other context, like, dragons that, are fucking awesome. Seeing, seeing that Game of Thrones episode, like, from last <sighs> week, I, I, oh man, I don't rewatch a lot of stuff, but I was tempted to just hit restart and just watch <laughs> that again. need to see that again. God damn, dude. <laughs> Drogon is like armor plated death, dude. Like just dude, it's fucking awesome. Winged death napalm death machine. <sighs> but so yeah, weakest dragon, back to magic, right? Back to okay. the this Rikiki realm. Um I don't know how I feel about this one. Like he he seems pretty I don't know, he seems like a, ch- a child of Alara knockoff, right? <laughs> so it's it's O it's Okagachi the Vengeful Kami. Okay. Which I guess is like from the lore, like this is the reason like Kamigawa kind of went like belly up or something. Was there something going on? I don't know. Like if sure. anybody gives a shit about Kamigawa. So it's one color, it's one generic, uh, and then, you know, five colors, right? For a legendary creature, dragon spirit, flying trample, whenever O Kagachi, vengeful Kami deals combat damage to a player, if that player attacked you during his or her last turn, exile non-land permanent that player controls. So... My first thought with this one, Andy, is that, like, there's a lot that needs to happen. Yeah. First of all, just to cast your commander, you need to set up all five colors. Yeah. Second of all, you need to be able to deal combat damage to a player, and that player needs to have dealt combat damage to you. Right. During their last turn. For you just to get to remove one permanent. Now, it is a permanent, a non-land permanent, which, okay, there's some flexibility there, but there's just a lot that this card wants in order for you to get to have that one removal. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I think the only thing, and this is the, this is the most reaching thing about him, is the fact that he is a spirit. <laughs> so I think a lot of people will probably come at this from the angle of going... Oh, it's now it's time for Spirit Tribal out of a Dragon Tribal deck that's five colors. Okay, you know, like I don't know where else to take this. So the like when I was thinking about it, just as we were kind of preparing for for doing our review here, I was like, okay, do you do you do like a uh, I don't know, like a Pillow Fort Tribe? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, because it's sort of it's sort of like, but then it goes counter against. Like, why not play Loro then? Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know what to do with this deck, and I, I'd be curious to find out what other people do. I just, my intuition is that it, it's too complicated to get the bang for your buck. Right. Um, there's somebody out there that wants to take on that challenge. I'm sure. Tell us what you're doing. I guess, but I, I'm not into it. Okay, give me a dragon, dude. Uh, so let's, let's just talk about the Ur Dragon. Oh, you're gonna just get right to the the big papa, right? So that's anticlimactic. <laughs> Who's gonna want to hear about the rest of them? Now, okay, dude? okay, fine. No, I'm going. I'm doing the Ur Dragon. All right, I'm man. Sorry. All right, here we go. Because I don't have a whole lot to say about. Well, Ramos will be interesting, but the cat dragon just needs to fuck off. Okay, the Ur Dragon. I'm I'm being anticlimactic. I am doing just that. Okay. Um, as long as the Ur. So so this is four. Colorless and then five colors, so it's right. nine converted mana co- yeah, it's cost. Huge. It is a dragon avatar. Right. Um. So you, it's a ten ten as the body. This is one that has eminence. So this is this is our big, 
uh, you know, keyword or whatever from from Commander 2017. So Eminence, as long as the Ur-Dragon is in the command zone or on the battlefield, other dragon spells you cast cost one less to cast. Flying, because it's a dragon. Yeah, um, Whenever it's a dragon. <laughs> whenever one or more dragons you control attack, draw that many cards, then you may put a permanent card from your hand onto the battlefield. Yeah. Um, yeah, of all the dragons that you probably want to build a deck out of, this is the one mm. uh, that, that's that's come out with this Absolutely. set. Um, l- let me just give my, my initial thoughts. Like, uh, so Cody has the Scion of the Ur-Dragon Yeah, deck. this thing's progeny. Um, and so the Scion, it has what? You pay two, and then you can tutor up a dragon, put it in your graveyard, and it has that dragon's... It becomes that dragon. ...stats yeah. during that turn. Right. Uh, inevitably, he he burns out with with that deck. It kind of seems like like you you use up your really awesome options. Yeah, and yeah, like if you do some build some like graveyard recursion, you can get those actual dragons out of your graveyard. He just seems to kind of be of the opinion that there's a lot of work to go into that one. It's con- it's very it's very comboy. It's a powerful deck. Sure, if you if you're okay with being a total bastard. Sure. Yes. Um, so it's so it's there. Like you can do that. You need kind of stuff. Expensive land base because it it actually needs the speed. I think a lot of five color commanders like other than him, they're. I mean, I guess we could talk about this because yeah, I'm just trying to like get this out here about five color. Uh, five color is an expensive proposition. Yeah, because you you need to get the land base right, and you can do a budget version of the land base, but. It's going to slow you down. Things coming in tapped, I think like that, it's hard. It really does slow you down. And with with the Scion, you kind of need him ready to go. Well, and there's two things with that. Is like you know, if you can do uh, the fetch lands, you can fix the colors more easily. Oh yeah. First of all, and right. then second of all, the being slowed down part of it. Um, you you may actually have a good deck on your hands, but if you have a cheaper land base, you might not know that. Right, um, because you're not you're not maintaining um, parity with your opponents. Right. You're not you're not hitting the same. Yeah, you're a turn threat for mana. You're a turn behind, for, right? Because like when I resolve a six mana enchant, and you're at turn six, but all your stuff is coming in tapped or whatever, you're still at turn five essentially. Right, like that that might be me taking control of the game before you can get to it. Right, you know, so you're right. playing from behind a lot of the time. So, uh, so I so I'm I kind of I'm just thinking in terms of like dragons in our play group. So Cody's been playing Scion of mm-hmm. Earth, of the Earth Dragon, uh, and that's just kind of it. he hasn't ever been able to to really win with that deck. No, um, he hasn't. The process of getting there has, has been difficult. The other the other deck has been my Kalia deck, which of course is dragons, angels, and demons. Yeah. Um, what it seems like is they kind of burn out. Is is what happens with Kalia? She flares out because you end up having an empty hand at some point because you're just dumping things out. Yeah, and you. So the question with both those decks is, can you recover? So with the Ur Dragon, you're getting your dragons out cheaper. So if you're doing as you just instructed, you've got your 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 land base that you should have for for a five color deck. You're staying, you're keeping pace with that, but then you're also casting your dragons a turn early because of their being cheapened. The big thing to me is that, like, once you hit that kind of point in the game when you should be casting the Ur Dragon, you probably have an empty hand. 
Because you've cheap, cheapened the spells? Because you've just been casting stuff. Like, it's nine mana to get the Ur-Dragon out. It's going to be a later game proposition. Yeah, You're probably going to ramp into it. Maybe two or three, but maybe four of these dragons get resolved. Yeah, and so the, you, you should be getting to a point where most likely your hand is kind of getting a little thin. And so the Ur-Dragon comes out, and that's when you can capitalize on that other ability. So whenever one or more dragons you control attack draw that many cards, then you can put a permanent card from your hand onto the battlefield. So you're refilling your hand once you get the Ur-Dragon out there and just cheating stuff in, which is, which, I don't know. I To me, I think that's just, that's perfect. That's exactly what you want for your dragon deck. Yeah. No, I, I think he, I think he fits the tribe really well. Like it's just big, freaking destructive lizards. Yeah. With wings. You Not know, to mention I, it's a 10-10 itself. Yeah, and, then, so. <laughs> and everyone's afraid of it coming out, and everyone's just like, oh, God. Like, it's just... I th- I, I, lo- I love the flavor for this this guy. I think I think he doesn't try to do any... There's nothing cute about it, because there's nothing cute about the dragons, man. Like, it's right. just, they're coming down. Right. Um, all right, man, let me give you a dragon now, dude. Okay. Uh, Wasitora, ne- Nekuru Queen. <laughs> so... I don't know. Other than the tokens that she makes are that they're adorable. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> like, so it's two for a red, a green, and a bull. Uh, sorry, a black, a red, and a green. So a jund colored commander, right? Um, cat dragon. Yeah, it's a cat dragon. So if you want it in your cat deck, or I don't know, can you even make that be a part of your cat deck with yeah. those colors? <laughs> So flying trample. Whenever Wasitora Nakora Queen deals combat damage to a player, that player sacrifices a creature. That player can't. You put a three-three black, red, green, and cat uh, green cat dragon creature token into flying, or into play with flying. Um, and yeah, she's like a five-four in the air. So the thing about this commander uh, to me, like <sighs> Jund, there's uh, so one of the most powerful commanders in the game is Jund, and that's Prosh, another yeah, I was gonna say, so why right. would you build this commander if you can build Prosh? So, yeah, like, what is your goal here? <laughs> like, is it that you want to, like, anything short of, I like cats, you know, cat dragon? Like, if that's right. like your thing, if you're getting hung up on that, then yeah, I mean, there ain't anybody else that's gonna give you that. Um, it just seems like this doesn't further any strategy. Right? And no. It, and it, what's really f- weird about it is it doesn't push back anybody who's going wide. It doesn't check anybody. Right? right. Right. The only person it checks is the person that controls exactly one creature because it makes them sack it. Or controls exactly no creatures so you can get a 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. Does like that make it, sense? They're very particular circumstances right. for you to so like, who really is, truly benefit from Yeah. It. So I would ask, like, what is this commander for? Because, like, if if we're talking tokens, well, then there's Sequar. And the yeah. same color type, right? Yeah. If we're talking, uh, I don't know, a big-ass flying dragon commander, well, then that would be, I don't know, fucking Prosh, yeah, right? Yeah, the, the Sky Raider's going to do a much Sky better Raider job. The Sky Raider is death incarnate when it comes. <laughs> like, the, the, it is well known how strong that deck is, yeah. right? Yeah, Um, If it's for, I don't know, like, control or something, is that what you're doing? Well, then there's, you know, the Shattered Gang Brothers, right? Yeah. Which I shatterbangs. <laughs> some you know, some say the deck is really good. Brad vehemently doesn't agree, but he's I don't the only know, person man. in our meta. That's you go on, you go so. on a lot of like the threads, and they're like, "Damn, these guys are these are awesome." It's a good control game. Yeah. The only person you're controlling is the person who already isn't having fun. 
Right. <laughs> because the person you want to attack is the person that's behind in, co- in ca- color development, or meaning in creature development. You know what I mean? That's too funny. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, it, it just doesn't fit into uh, what your strategy should be in command. Yeah, she well. preys on the weak. Like, yeah. That's what this deck is about, <laughs> is just preying on the weak. And in the meantime, like, the stronger decks, like, they're going to pull ahead. Yeah, and there's nothing you, know? you can do about it. Like, you put the Prosh commander in this in this silly thing at the same table, the Prosh guy's gonna wreck you. Like he's gonna kill you. You you can't even attack you can't even attack with her to get your stupid kitten. Yeah, you because if you do, you got Prosh up your ass. Yeah, you've you know? you've brought uh... Or if you attack him, he's got all the kobolds so like, okay, I'm sacking a kobold, what do you want? You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. it's not even a big deal. Like I don't know. I just the options here and, and that's weird. I never thought I'd feel like I'd ever say that Jund had a lot of options because they actually don't. I think they need more they, Jund They commanders. do need more, but this one whiffed, I think. Yeah, this one just doesn't have it. There's not a space because you're bringing you're bringing a knife to the gunfight, right? Right. Like with this with this commander, right. so uh, yeah, that's two dragons that we don't have very strong feelings about. All right, let's go to one what we do have strong feelings about, man. Okay, read uh, it, dude. Read so it. so Ramos, Dragon Engine, yeah. It's an artif- legendary artifact creature dragon. God, dude, that thing is so... It's pretty sweet, and I don't think it necessarily needs to be dragon, but it happens to be a dragon, so it is. Uh, six mana, flying, because dragon. Uh, whenever you cast a spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on Ramos' dragon engine for each of that spell's colors. Crazy. So, uh, then it also has remove five plus one, plus one counters from Ramos, add... Two of each color, so ten total mana, yeah. to your mana pool, activate this ability only once each turn. So It's just, it's just nuts, man. It, it, it's, it's, they have to put that in there because it's like, they know you could just chain off with this. It's, that it's whole, like, easy combo hell if it doesn't have... nuts, dude. It doesn't have the very particular language that it has on it. And even still, you're going to combo with this. I, I I'm not terribly... Like, I know that this is going to be a good commander. I'm not personally interested in building it. Um, but there's going to be a lot of people out there that are very interested in figuring out, like, okay, how can I abuse this? What can I do? Um, I think the like the major thing is trying to use that trans-killed courier mm-hmm. and the Deadeye Navigator in some way. So you can kind of reset Ramos and have it use Ramos twice or more ter- that times that turn. Oh, you mean like after you... Because Ramos says yeah, you, activate this that. ability only once each turn. Right, right. So if you can reset Ramos and be able to do that again, but then it also has that it has to be cast, so you can't just be bringing in spells of different colors and blinking them as well. Right. Like oh, it, God, it, man. There's there's a lot of restrictions with this, but you can kind of already sense that, like, okay, if I can use the Deadeye Navigator to blink Ramos, if I can yeah. use the Transguild Courier, which which if you're not familiar with that one, that one says, even though, even though it's not all colors, that it, it is uh-huh. all colors. Um, so you're going to get five one one counters from casting that one card, yeah, onto Ramos, which immediately means you can get your ten mana off of Ramos by removing those five one one counters. Um, there's 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 combo stuff for people to figure out here in order to like it, it, you just kind of have that feeling of like I think I can produce infinite mana. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's that's the thing, like. There's just a lot you can do, like, you- and even if you can't, like, at the very least, um, 
what's what the door of nothingness? Yeah, I was about to say like that's a good outlet for that. Yeah, like that's exactly what you want. So the door of nothingness says you can pay exactly the amount of mana that Ramos will pr- produce from and you, remo- should, you win and you a, a player loses. Well, sorry, the game. you don't win. Yeah, a player loses the game. So whoever's your big threat, they just get sucked into the door. They're gone. Black hole. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some neat interactions like. Um, you you can go out of your way, oh, dude. There's just what I love about this guy is that you can. There's just so much. There's I don't know. Like there's just too much to say. There's so much you can. Oh yeah. So many directions you can go. Like one card I was thinking about was like uh, you remember increasing savagery. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Like yeah. I guess you can go out of your way to cast multicolored spells. Or, I don't know. Or just put some goddamn one one counters on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like exactly. And that's the other or, thing. Or, is or, that, com- like, or common bond. So common bond is a it's a white and green spell. So he would get two counters for that, mm-hmm. right? And then it says, put a 1-1 one, one counter on target creature. Put a 1-1 one, one counter on target creature. <laughs> so for three mana, you're giving it f- you're giving him four. Right, four. right, exactly. And all you got to cast now is, I don't know, anything. And now he's ready to go. So for four mana, like, cast a brainstorm after that. And there's, there's you know? obvious things like doubling season, you know, so that you can, whatever you're doing... To produce those one-one counters, yeah, the charms now become pretty yoked. Yeah, right. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of different things that you can do besides just casting those color spells mm-hmm. to get those one-one counters on Ramos. Um, you know, like pick your proliferate things because you have all five colors in your deck. So whatever you want to do there. Yeah, I mean, Jun, um, Jun Charm just sets him off, right? Like Jun Charm is put it's red, white, or it's it's black, red, green. So there's three one one counters because of the color, and then it, and then one of the options is uh, put two one one counters on target creature. There you go. Okay, three mana, you're you're up to ten. <laughs> like he's this dude. I mean, it, there's this guy is too cool. This guy's way cool. He is way too cool. There's that book series that you that you and I like, uh, the first Law series, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there's like, I don't. Did you ever read the Red Country? I actually just started listening to it today. <laughs> okay. You okay, I don't want to spoil it, but Ramos, man. Ramos, man. <laughs> like, you're going to be like, "Oh, whoa, that is so metal." And this is a little too meta even to like have in the recording, but yeah, man. Like when you get to the part in the book, you're going to be thinking about this card. You're going to be okay. like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> all right, and then is there any other dragons? I mean, is that all of them? Uh, I think that's it on dragons, right? Yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, we could talk about the other legends in the dragon deck. But there's only I, let, one. Let's 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 save that to the end because I want to the B list. The B list commanders. Yeah, like because I what I'd rather do is is hit the new stuff and then we can you know if people want to check out they can check out. But we're gonna talk about the big stuff here. Okay, dude. Get, give me a what's kitty, the, dude. so what's the uh, give me a kitty now. You want to do you want to do cats yeah, let's now? Do, let's do the cats. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, there's this part of me that's kind of like I'm trying to not go for the big one <laughs> with cats right off the bat, but uh, they're all pretty yeah, dude, cool. Yeah, quit, quit being like a let's do let's kill. Let me let me do Mary. Uh, so Mary Weatherlight Duelist. Ew. So uh, one a green and a white legendary creature cat warrior. Yeah. First strike. Whenever Mary Weatherlight Duelist attacks, each opponent can't block with more than one creature this combat. And as long as Miri Weatherlight Duelist is tapped, no more than one creature can attack you each combat. So, when I'm looking at this one, I'm, I'm in part inclined to say, can I, can I make this a Voltron? Because <laughs> you're limiting combat uh, 
But then there's also this other part of me that's like, well, Jeez. but if I can go wide, they can only block with one creature. Yeah, so, so yeah. that's probably more they appealing. Re- they can't retaliate as long as you attack. E- exactly. Them. So it's you really you need to build like you probably need to be cat tokening here. <laughs> um, yeah, she's another one that I'm trying to figure out if she's a good if she's a good commander. Or is she better in the... Uh, I think she's great in the 99. So I can tell you right now, like, Saskia wants this deck, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. Because it just basically makes it so, yeah, nobody's going to be able to block all of the Saskias. And Saskia needs to get in because they want to do damage to the two targets that right, they named. exactly. Um, that's that's a good point. Like, then, that's yeah, a good like for they, the 99 in that deck. Right, and then the two people that want to retaliate, well, they're not really able to as long as she, as she stays out. As far as being a commander, though, like... I don't know. Enchantress? Like, do you think Enchantress? I, that, work? And that's like, kind of what I was thinking. I was, I was like, I was initially, I'm like, there's a, there's a, an Enchantress possibility here. Like, um, and given some of the other things that are going on with the cats in this release, mm-hmm. maybe Enchantress and artifacts, like you can throw both into the deck and just pile them on yeah, Harry. Like Derevi, Derevi would be really good with her. That's too. another one too. Uh, I just, I, I don't know if there's like, all of the different directions I'm looking at, like if I'm trying to go wide with a token deck, well, mm-hmm. there's going to be better token commanders than Mary. Right. Um, if I'm trying to do enchants and artifacts and kind of go Voltron with her, honestly, Sigarda. Yeah. Because if that's your strategy, you're going to be vulnerable to sacrifice, and then you need Sigarda in your deck. Yeah, I think if she was Naya Colors, this would be a lot better. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could say I'd make a Voltron out of her. Going wide, I think, is a good idea. There's another idea. I don't know if this, if you would agree with it. It's it's a little bit perverse if you think about <laughs> okay, it. Okay. Okay. Uh, vehicles. Oh yeah. Because she could arm the vehicles. Um, I know. Like, there's not a lot of support for. I mean, there's white. Right. Sure. Like. Um. There's white. So that supports a lot of artifact strategies. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're. I think you're. You're right. It's just. I I kind of feel like what you what you said. Like she's gonna be really good in the ninety nine for a few different commanders. Um, yeah, there's some cute strategies. I mean, there's like I don't know, tapping effects would be really funny with her like glare subdual. But then you still have to go wide like. I think she's a great card. I think she's somewhere on the range of. She kind of feels like the the new um, hero of Bladehold. Oh like yeah, level of like it's a really good combat oriented creature. Or like yeah, like the, you're not like you're not seeing hero of Bladehold decks out there, but it's in decks and it's powerful. Wanna, yeah, it's in decks that want to go sideways. Like so, that's kind of my feeling of it. It's like the, you know, like she's she's cool. Weird interactions with like making. Yeah, like Derevi, like the fact that you can tap and untap things. Yeah, um, yeah. Misako the Humorless, that was one thing that I thought was kind of weird, like, because I was looking at tapped things. Okay. Uh, it says, you may play Misako the Humorless anytime you could play an instant, so it's a surprise, but this says tapped creatures you control may block as though they were untapped. So <laughs> okay. it's like, it's because you, you don't want vigilance on her. You actually do want her to be tapped. Yeah, you want her to be tapped. Right. For so, sure. But this way she can still block. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's so, there's kind of a little janky, but cool. Okay, I'm gonna give you a kitty, dude. All right, get, hit me with a kitty. Okay, so I think this guy's way cool. I don't know. 
again, he kind of fits in the same kind of line of thinking with uh, her. Like, is he better than the other 99? Um, it's Balan the Wandering Knight. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Another cat with a scarf. What, so this, plane, what this, plane is this dude from, honestly? Like, if you look at him. It kind of has, like, a Theros look to it. Is he? I wonder if they ever... I wonder if they have anything about that. Um, yeah, so legendary creature, cat knight. So he's a knight. Um, there's a very mild knight support. There's, like, the knight exemplar or whatever. Yeah. But first strike. Balan Wandering Knight has double strike as long as two or more equipment are attached to it. You can pay one and white to instantly attach all equipment you control with a blonde. He's a 3-3. Three, three. That's, that's extraordinarily powerful. <laughs> yeah. So one piece of equipment, he goes up to a 3-3 three, three double strike, so he's landing for six. Yeah. Although most of the equipment I would assume you pick for this guy would increase his power. Yeah. So I think he can get pretty threatening pretty quick. He's four mana, which I think that's okay. Um... I don't know. Like he's an equipment Voltron. There, I don't. There's no other. There's nothing else you can do with this. And, guy. and it seems kind of like there's there's maybe it's just on my mind a lot because Tiffany has been really hitting that button hard. Like she was super into Kemba, and then that's gotten evolved into SRAM. And we know that we're going to see Balan at the table one way or another, whether it's in the SRAM deck mm-hmm. or. You know, if she's just like feeling like she really needs to have a cat commander, <laughs> I don't, right. I don't know. Uh, that that activated ability of pay one and a white to attach all equipment you control to Balan provides a lot of flexibility and a lot of saved cost. <laughs> it's just awesome, right? I just I think he'd be really good with. Um, SRAM, the SRAM deck. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because he gets double strike, but a lot of what SRAM has isn't really super, uh, I don't know, a lot of it's like zero cost and stuff that's just out there to draw cards. Like yeah. You're kind of trying to dig, yeah, the kind of trying to dig the deck. But but yeah, if there's any competition for SRAM, um, yeah, it's this guy, the mono-white uh, enchantment and, and I don't, guy. And I don't know which one necessarily, like they're going to, uh, they're obviously different, like and they probably both want each other in their decks, <laughs> regardless of who the commander is. Uh, yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty stable, though. I'd say it's more, even if he dies, like, at least you can re-equip everything at one, with one button. It, and exactly. you can do weird combat. Like, like, so with SRAM, he's weird because you can attack and then instantly attach everything over to him. So if they're trying to block something big that's over here, yeah. like, if you've got, I don't know, your core duelist that's all yoked up, well, as you attack... They block the Cordulus, but they didn't tr- block Balan. You can just have him jump over. Yeah, it makes he's like a he's like a he's like a Shakuri. What is it? The the Leon and Shakari, which they actually oh yeah printed yeah a little bit in that you can move stuff around all in one place. But hey, you know what I mean. And and, and it, yeah, like it makes people think about their blocking a lot more um, because you have that possibility. I think you're going to get through with Balan more than maybe you naturally would. Right. Uh, with with a creature with its stat line, just because of that potential that you, well, they could really stack Balan up. Yeah, and there's equipment that's made for him. It's the Blood Forged Blood Forged War Axe. So it's one mana for an artifact equipment. A crit creature gets plus two plus zero. Oh, so there's that that point to get him over the the seven damage threat damage threshold. Okay. Whenever a crit creature deals combat damage to a player, create a token that's a copy of Blood Forged War Axe. And that's awesome. I'm actually pumped for that because it's just going to keep propagating right, all so over the place. Right, so if he has this and one other equipment, he connects 
burps out two more axes. Next combat, pay the two. They attach onto him. So he's now so got he's three. Just, yeah, he's just like rubber banding all these like... Yeah, so then you'll get two more, two more, two more. You just he just keeps going up in strength every time yeah, he attacks. Yeah, and it just it, it it's just nutty, right? Um, but yeah, pretty cool commander. Not a lot to say other than yeah, it's an artifact Voltron commander, or it's going in a artifact equipment SRAM deck because SRAM. Yeah, I mean, like there's stuff. It's it's not like it's something. It's it's not a strategy that's new or anything it's maybe just like a different take opportunity or a supplement to what you're already doing okay dude, give me a kitty all right so let's do uh nazan or nazan i don't know how you pronounce this one revered blade revered bladesmith so yeah, this he's... one is this is this is an expensive kitty Ugh. uh four a green and a white for okay. a cat artificer so whenever nazan revered bladesmith enters the battlefield search your library for an equipment card and reveal it if you reveal a card named Hammer of Nizan this way, put it onto the battlefield. Otherwise, put that card into your hand, then shuffle your library. And it also says whenever an equipped creature you control attacks, you may tap target creature defending player controls. Hmm. So you can kind of see some synergy here already going on with, with like, Miri as well. Like, uh, but then also it has synergy, of course, with the artifact that comes with it. Right. It's so, almost like you might you might just want to copy paste all of that text because it just it's always with him that other hammer. Yeah, yeah. So that other hammer, just to put that out there, it's it's typically four, but with that as as the legend, like Provided you didn't draw it. If I you guess. just didn't draw it, you're gonna go dig it out of your library. Well if you drew it then tutor something else, like Yeah, you know. exactly. So the the hammer says four it's it costs four. Um, it says whenever Hammer of Nizan or another equipment enters the battlefield under your control, you may attach that equipment to target creature you control. Right. So this is an awesome equipment. And then it also says equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and has indestructible. You you were kind of mentioning, like, this is going to be uh, one of those protect your commander equipments that a lot of people are probably going to consider. It is expensive because it's four and then its equip is four. But... But it auto-equips when it comes in. Yeah, that's exactly. The, that's the point of it. Exactly. It's that one moment. It's like a, a lightning grease for a second for indestructibility. Exactly. My my prediction is that in two years, the this that card's going to be expensive. I'm sure it it's will just, be. It's just really good for anybody's commander. Like you get, it's four mana to make your. You know, your your guy that you don't want to die not die. Yeah, like, he's without, it's and indestructible. Then, yeah, if he gets killed. If it gets killed, like somehow, some way, then you still have the equipment laying around. Like, yeah, pay the four mana to re-equip it. I guess. Like, right. I don't know. It's just really good. Um, I think it's. I think it's just going to be hard to accept that initial mana cost. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind it's, of like it's a, a little bit deterring, but it's indestructible. It's be good. You want board wipe insurance? There it is. Yeah. Exactly. And I think I think some of the protection that that has been traditionally really traditionally at least in our group and i think this is probably generally true for a lot of people shroud and hex proof have been the major things right because they don't want they don't like targeted they don't want to be targeted but the problem is there are becoming better ways to get around that in particular they've been pushing arcane lighthouse with these commander releases have they uh no i don't i don't think it was in this one I might be wrong. Well, and board wipes, like you know, and yeah, and also board wipes. Like yesterday, so, you used a board wipe to take down Tromacratus. Yeah, because it's hex proof, and it's so like, it's just like it. I just got to do it. Right. So indestructibility, I think, is increasingly more important. 
Um, now the question becomes is, is I, I think if you're doing one of these like equipment decks and you're doing green, white, you, you want Nazan in, in the deck. Um, cause there's something cool going on. Is it a good commander? Yeah, I, I think do so. You think so? I totally do. Cause it's a five, four for six, the, the body on this guy that gets you out mm-hmm. this amazing equipment. Right. Um, and if you've already got it, like you're going to get something else. Right. Um, you know, hello swords. <laughs> uh, what are you, what are you thinking? I, I, I mean, I feel like there's going to be a lot of overlap with some of these cats because we're focusing on equipment. And so I don't want to like, I don't know. So here's, do too here's much with it. Here's what's crazy about this guy. Like, is that you could build him a Voltron. Like, I think that's most people are thinking like, okay, it's a dude. Sure. Um, the first tutor that you actually want to do isn't actually, in my opinion, the hammer. It's the blade of cells. That's that's exactly what I'm thinking. Right. So you can get two to three more Nazan triggers right away. Right. And then what you could go after at that point is I don't know, like pick your pick your combo. Right. You could do like the cauldra cycle. You could get like the helm, the sword, and the shield. Right. And then now it's like okay, what do they? <laughs> Right, so now you've got an indestructible exiling plus five plus five first strike flying. Like you could just yoke him up with that. Oh yeah, you could go. I I would say the hammer's got to be pretty early on. Yeah, um, like like the not. not I, I like your but idea. If they, can't, like if they can't unclip that blade of selves, like if somebody can't get that off of him or kill him, you're gonna have such a huge advantage with the amount your, of equipment that right, you can get. And out. then yeah, a guard is aid. Like there's a lot there. The green I think just lends itself to getting the ramp out, and then weirdly like green creature tutors yeah like you know there's there's some strong creatures that need tutored that are, that are involved with artifacts or even bringing like i don't know like let's say nizan's out and you need to tutor up a stone Forge mystic or something like, yeah you know and plus his mana cost isn't all that easy it's he's, he's a little bit pricey yeah right? six six i think is kind of so six like i, I sort of obsessed with this that the converted mana cost six for your commander is where you really need to think about like, is it going to give me have a huge impact when it hits the battlefield? Right. Like it cannot be mediocre or, or delayed. Like it, it needs to be, people are pretty getting pretty set up at, at turn six. Like, like yeah, like their other commanders are usually out. It's, you can't be behind get, when yeah. your commander comes out. Like your commander needs to pace you back ahead of them. Um, if you're at that cost. And so I, I think like you, like you mentioned, like that particular combo and with the blade of cells, that's definitely going to pace you ahead. Um, so do it. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's that last text, like whenever an equipped creature, you control attacks, you may tap or you may tap target creature defending player control. So weirdly, like aside from doing Voltron, I think he actually works with equipping other people. You know, like kind oh, of yeah. spreading it around. Yeah, spreading it Messing around is with what the you combat want. math, like you know, and then you slapping on Miri. Like I don't know. Like, yeah, exactly. Then you can start. You can start. Uh, you know, battle shaping a little bit. <laughs> right, right, and things just kind of get a little nutty with him. I think he's cool. I think out of out of the cats, out of the out of all the cats, he's the one that's most interesting. Um, let me hit you with the, the Papa though. Right. All right. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. So there's the one, and I think this one leaked too. I don't, I don't think this was, so it, it wasn't as early as the dragons, but somebody, somebody took a picture at one of the game stores. What is of, going on? Of man? the, uh, of the, the game store. Cause it, cause it's the cover 
card, like it's the featured card of the deck, and so somebody took a picture of it. So it's it. Arabo Roar, Roar of the World. Three for a green and a white for a legendary creature cat avatar. Um, he's avatar one of the... Avatar tribal. Avatar. Um, he... <laughs> yeah, where's our five color? I guess we go back to... <laughs> yeah, whatever. All right, so um, he's one of the eminents, so he's the eminence for the cats, right? Uh, at the beginning of combat on your turn, if Arabo Roar of the World is in the command zone or on the battlefield, another target cat you control gets plus three, plus three till the end of the turn. And this is the, his on-field ability, which is whenever a cat you control attacks, you can pay... Uh, one, a green, and a white. If you do, it gains trample and gets plus X, plus X till the end of the turn where X is its power. So, at first I was kind of thinking like, yeah, this card isn't that good. He's kind of like a very limiting, weird Xenagos uh-huh. um, in that he can double power if he's out. But, yeah, no, man. I, I think I think he can actually do some work for sure. Um, it's that three plus three that happens early, mm-hmm. you know. So if you resolve something on like turn two, and like, there are options, right? So plural for turn two. Yeah, you're putting in some damage. I just don't know how he's going to handle it in the late game. You know what I mean? I, yeah, because can can I walk through um, a scenario okay. that I that I see with this deck? All right, hit me with it, dude. So you brought up the fleece main lion when we were kind of talking about this, and then I got curious about that, and I, I, I was looking also at the long tusk. Isn't it already hexproof? So, so the fleece main lion, when you do it monstrosity, go, yeah. it has hexproof and okay, indestructible. Okay. Right. That's actually going to be a little bit tricky to entirely pull off. You can still do a ton of damage with the fleece main lion by you know like turn six. Yeah. Um, getting the one, the one that one's intriguing. Um, the one I kind of want to talk about for a second, though, is a long tusk cub, mm-hmm. which is very similar, I think, to what the fleece main lion is going to pull off. Uh, one in a green. Whenever long tusk cub deals combat damage to a player, you get two energy counters. It also has pay two energy counters to put a plus one plus one counter on the long tusk cub. Right. So this is coming out turn two. So turn three, you're attacking with it. It's getting eminence from Arabo. So now it's a five five attacking right? right yeah you're going to get your two energy counters so then it's it's now a three three so turn four you've got a six six that's attacking what the hell and this you get like two more energy snowball yeah you get two more energy counters so then next turn you're going to have a four four that gets the plus three so now it's a seven seven on and your, then when do you spike him with the double double and so then then you know like turn five you can you're going to be casting it so then you get around to turn six where mm-hmm. you have the mana available to pay Arabo's cost you you should be doing you should have basically a 1616 right available at that point like the math with that one like you're just going to be steamrolling early i think with yeah there, there's just some cool stuff that i think you can make happen early like you can make people worry early but then the problem is is can you handle it Right. I, <laughs> man, yeah. I guess, like, the more I'm looking at it, like, it's... This is... You gotta be kind of smart with this guy, for sure. Because if you pointed that all at one person, you could end somebody before they set up. You just could. Yeah, you could You could do it. I think it's. I think it's kind of like a snowballing effect. And I think one of the traps of this is, like, thinking that, oh, I'm just gonna put all, like, the cats in there, like... You really only want one cat out. It's almost like he's a Voltron by proxy. Yeah, you're putting it on one other cat. Right. 
like you pick one cat and that's your source of damage and you're just like ramming this one cat through and then eventually he like you know and that's then, easy and to, if that's the case like the fleece main lion is like your your boo because you can get a monstrous and, and it's hexproof hex and indestructible right. and so it's gonna be difficult to I mean, make I don't it know, go I think away. like i think I think like pump effects weirdly could do a lot of work here. Oh, I don't yeah. usually like that, but I don't know how you can make it into the late game with this bad boy. Like, but if, yeah, like if you've got like, a pump effect, like and berserk, you're doing like you're Robo's being, ability. Yeah, like, like you're being that event effect. Like you're doing like berserk. Yeah, or yeah. Uh, what what is the? There's like a delve one. Become immense. Like <laughs> whatever. Like give him plus six plus six. You know what I mean? I yeah. You're so just slamming people hard. I I, I don't know. I. I I want to see this deck for sure. Yeah. Um, it's going to do a lot of damage. I'm curious to see if somebody piloting this deck can pull off the win. Cause they're going to, they're going to, they're going to bring the life table down hard. It's just that question of whether or not the deck can win. Yeah. I just, me. I don't see it making it into late game. I think it'll flare out. If you can just close out the game as quick as possible, maybe there's some tricks later on. I don't know. Like, or maybe kind of like, get on the back foot, let some threat kind of move over to somebody else. Yeah, you probably... But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, just this conversation's, like, kind of itching my brain now about this guy. Like, I really wasn't <laughs> thinking... I, 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 I could tell you, like, he was one that I was just kind of like, nah, you know? I, I'm pretty convi- I'm convinced... I'm convinced he'll do some it, really cool he's stuff. He's pretty... Str- like, just you get... Get big. I mean, there's, like... Fuck. I mean, you know, there's like, an infect cat. Like, when we first started playing the game, when I got... When we got, um... Uh into New Phyrexia, because that was a set that had just barely came out oh, yeah, before yeah. Innistrad, right? Uh-huh. Um, I remember, like, thinking this art was the creepiest art ever, but it's called The Lost Leonin, right? Okay. And it's just a two-mana creature that's a 2-1 infect. <laughs> well, but they, it's white, so it's like you know, they didn't really ever really use him because it really wasn't like a white yeah, infect you, yeah, deck back then. Yeah, because you can't do like a whole lot of, exactly. But with this out, that's four. Yeah, you're going to infect somebody out of the or, game. sorry, five, right? Yeah, two hits on one person. yeah. Bye. And there's like, what are they going to well, do? We already talked about, you know, like if you use, you know, uh, like Fleece Main Lion or, uh, you know, the, the uh, Long Tusk Cub, you, you could probably produce Dude, enough Kyle, damage to end somebody else. Kyle, how are you going to feel about that, right? Turn two, there's this. Turn three, somebody's attacking you with a, five, with, a, with a five infect. And yeah, you're so like, by turn four... What are you doing on turn three? Developing map? You cast your chromatic lantern, dude? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Thinking you had a good turn three, mm-hmm. which you did, mm-hmm. but there, you've already got five poison? Yeah. And now what? It's like, oh, God, now what's next? Now that, I, now that I'm thinking about it, like, if you have the right hand, you could probably end two players by turn six or seven. Yeah. Like, he's... He's pretty scary. Like it, it doesn't. You wouldn't see it, but he really is. Like you know. And then like there was the we t- we talked about it when we were doing the hour of devastation review. But there's there's the pride sovereign that can add to this. You know. So it's it's a turn three, two and a green, and it gets plus one plus one for each other cat you control. So if you're doing a lot of cats, um, if you're kind of going that way, because it has pay a white and ex- tap and exert. Or tap, mm-hmm. and you can exert the Pride Sovereign and create two one one white cat creature tokens with lifelink to feed into the Pride Sovereign. Yeah, um, so you can make the Pride Sovereign really big, right? Um, There's the Carcassol too that makes another. I mean, going wide is fine for blocking, but it's really that one. creature. You want to get one creature, and so it's you know, kind of that question of unless what are you the, got like Jazal. I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I, that's I, another thing. I just think I I think it's just yeah that one creature that you're trying to like. So, yeah, I think there's an exploration to do for people. Like, find enough cats that 
you can really stack up and just like take to the gym and get them buff mm-hmm. and and use a robo to like go in and just beat people down yeah man a robo is like he's like the yeah <laughs> Dude, like let's let's cue the like the Rocky like workout montage. Yeah, I was, I was right gonna now. say like, like Arabo's like the his like coach. You gotta get in there, <laughs> you know. You like grease lightning. You eat you crap. You eat lightning and crap thunder. Like that's <laughs> that's what this guy is. Just get in there, like you know. <laughs> the cat's just like, huh? Get in there. <laughs> all right. So is that all the cats? Do we clear them out? Yeah, that's the cats. All right, man. What do you want to move on to? Dude, I want to talk vampires, okay? Oh, dude, here we go. You ready for vampires? Yeah, it's going to be a short one, because they got little... Yeah, they kind of uh, got gypped on the number of, of vampires, huh? A little bit, dude. A little bit. All right. So, I'm going to talk about... Uh, Lish... Is it Lycia? Okay. Is it Lycia? I... You... Lycia. you uh, didn't, didn't the professor do some video where he spoiled... And he's an English major, dude. What did he say? Fuck, dude, boot it up. <laughs> boot it up. We're not going to go any further until we know what this sounds like. And it's, it's, it's like in the middle of like some debt tech, too. Like, okay, it's Larry and Community College. Save us, buddy, dude. What is it? How oh, Professor. Uh... Okay, let's see. Olivia Voldaren's Guide to the Best Vampires. Yeah, featuring. Best Vampire Commander. Right. Where does he, where does he actually spoil? You're gonna like just watch. The I'm movie. like, I'm not gonna watch the whole. <laughs> Let's track along here. Track, track, track. Yeah, he's got that chick that does the cosplay. She's does he, she's got dude, some pretty convincing cosplay. Spot on. Do you know what she needs to do? She needs to do. Um, I don't know. She's she seems okay. Total cost of constructing. Wow, that is a high price to pay for what's essentially just a tier one point five commander. Sure, you can buy <laughs> a tier one point five commander. Just spend thirty four ninety nine down at your local game store and pick up Lycia's two thousand. Lycia. Lycia. If he's wrong, I'm right. never gonna okay, remember no, that. We're so going we're off t- that. We're it's talking Lycia. Based off of the professor, don't complain. Hey, was his spoiler good for him? That's what. Yeah. Dude, his spoilers are the best, man. Like the one from last year where they were like he was teaching Chand or he was teaching Chandra and uh, Nissa the two <laughs> cosplay chicks again how to play Commander. Dude, that was so freaking funny, dude. Like, I don't know. Okay, he's, he's seriously stepped so, his game up. I, I can't even remember how he said that. Lycia. That's how he said it. Lycia. Plus, I'm a patron, so the fact that these uh, this audio is stuck in our podcast. Don't, I don't, don't, know. don't the, fucking, you already, I don't know, like, you, we love you, man. You, you already billed me for it, so, all right. <laughs> um, so before I get into Lycia, yeah. I need, I need to tell a little story. Dude, really? All right, hit me with it, dude. Story time. So yesterday, so, so my friend Elise, her dad, her dad's been in the hospital lately, right? And, uh, been, been in the ICU, just had some, like, major lung problems. Jeez. Um, so he, he just, like, came off life support, and he's actually kind of a little bit... How awake. are you going to loop this back to Magic Dude, just, just, just hear me out, All man. Right. Just hear me out. So All she right. and I'm I went in, to I'm go... in the boat. <laughs> she, she and I went to go visit him yesterday. Okay. And uh, and we're like, hey, you know, like, he's he's awake, but he's kind of loopy. He's on drugs. So let's let's go watch a movie with him. So we go to the we go to the waiting room lounge. What? And we grab some videos. Okay. And we go walk in and we're like, hey, we grabbed some movies. And he's all like, you didn't grab my penis. 
He said that. He said that. He's he's like just just high as fuck. Like you didn't grab my penis. No, 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 no. You totally his had daughters are standing right there. <laughs> You're right. She's just like, no, we grabbed movies. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> How are you going to get this back to Magic the Gathering? Right? I think when it comes to Lycia, there's a little bit of a potential for misunderstanding out there that she is a tribal commander. No. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Kyle? There's a misunderstanding about Lycia. We're How not, do we go We're from- not grabbing your dick. <laughs> We're not what? playing a vampire deck here. How did we go from some <laughs> dude that's medicated and he's got some lung problem and he's talking about people grabbing his dicks to people probably misunderstand it. <laughs> dude, that was the worst segue ever. Okay, fine. It was bad. It was oh bad. Oh my god. So, so Just here- read the damn card, dude. <laughs> Lycia, Sanguine Tribune, Five and Mardu, Red, White, Black. Good lord. <laughs> Lycia Tribune, uh, Sanguine Tribune, costs one less to cast for each one life you gain this turn. First Strike Lifelink. You can pay five life and put three 1-1 one, one counters on Lycia. Activate this ability only on your turn and only once each turn. So, so What is she a 4-4? Four, four? She is a 4-4. Four, four. You're right. We're sure it's a chick. It's a chick. It's right. got to be a chick, right? Yeah. So, the so art he, on it is really awesome, man. Got to hand it to... Yeah. Everybody out there is thinking that we said... You did that. We grabbed your penis. That's that's not the case, dude. I'm gonna leave this. Uh, okay, I'm gonna give. The, uh, I'm gonna get out of the way so you can handle this card because I know you're triggered over. I'm super triggered. So over triggered, it. you don't even have to segue into it. So right, just get, right. So here's 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 the thing is I've I've kind of been looking at what people have been talking about with this deck and and I think because it's in a tribal release, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people trying to make it a tribal commander and. I just don't think that's the right thing to do. That's okay. not that's not what's happening with Lycia. This is a life gain deck, and it's a very particular life gain deck. Like you want your instances of life gain to not cost you mana in the turn that the life gain happens, so that you can use that to reduce the converted mana cost of or reduce the mana cost of Lycia okay. to get her out. All right. So so. Yeah, so like I, I guess like the big the the sample card to just kind of illustrate what I mean by that uh, is is Drana's emissary. Okay. So you get Drana's emissary out, and then it says on that card it's 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 a creature flying at the beginning of your upkeep. Each opponent loses one life, and you gain one life. You want things like that that just during your turn they just happen because that card's out on the battlefield, right? Hmm. Um. Because if you're spending mana, like we, you and I kind of had the, the discussion, like, well, what if you, you know, use instants or sorceries to, to gain life and then you use that to cheapen it? Well, you're spending mana and you want your life gain to make it so that you don't have to spend mana to get life. So it's automatic, but it's got to be on your turn. Yeah, it's got to be automatic. It's got to be on your turn. So things that happen during other people's turn, cool, but not as effective for the deck. I think she has a very, very particular demand, mm-hmm. um, but she can... She can do something like she, I, 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 her converted mana cost is steep, really, yeah. really fucking they steep. They really made it like, uh, uh, you got to noodle it out for sure to like get around that cost. So you, you have to be really, really judicious about the life gain that you put into your deck. Um, and vampire tribal, you know, like fuck off. That's not, I just don't think that's the thing to do because if you're going to do vampire tribal, 
and you're trying to stack up one one counters, inevitably you're just gonna turn to one of the other vampires that's in this release. Oh, man, this deck is hard. So we, me and you had a little bit of a disagreement over how to build this chick. We kind of did. I think it was because I didn't, you were, I don't know, like trying to, what is up with people lately not telling me what their plans are for their commanders? <laughs> like, I was being a little bit, you were kind of like, yeah, I was being I mean, a little evasive. I mean, you know, you know, <laughs> I, I got a plan, dude, I got a plan, right? Like, that's pretty much all I got out of you, and I'm like, well, this is how I do it, and then your face got all like, what? Why would, no, you know, like, <laughs> And I was like, yeah, man, I'd run, like, a lot of, like, non-creature spells, load this thing up, you know, like, just spells that gain a bunch of life on one turn and just keep swinging in and whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I was, like, thinking, like, slap that Sunforger on her. So, so and I think you know? Sunforger is a really, really good idea to have in this deck. Um, just because it's going to be awesome, like, to use that getting through and, and then you can pull out your instance to just do, do stuff removal whatever you need to do or make her indestructible you know like boros charm things like that yeah that's how i want to run this chick i was I, thinking I th- like i think that's get a two or less life spell and attach it to i don't know the i mean I, I should probably say like lately my decks are becoming more and more jank and it's my own damn fault but it well, it's just I, yeah isochron scepter right just slap isochron scepter with a spell that just gives you life Every time you like want to cast it, I so but ugh, I don't know. I, I, I want to do a deck tech on Lycia at okay. some point in the near future because okay. I, I think there is a sort of pseudo life gain pressure deck opportunity with her. Mm-hmm. Um, the temptation here, I, th- I think there's two temptations, and and you know, people are going to explore these. To go tribal, I think there's going to be better tribal options. So uh, yeah, that's right going to be door. there's Stay that's tuned. going to be Stay tuned readily that obvious one. that you should abandon that idea mm-hmm. uh, pretty quickly. The other option is the other thing people are going to be thinking is to make her um, kind of a Voltron, and we sort of had that discussion that she's I don't know she's I don't, not I don't think that's viable. I think she's a tool in the deck. You want to use her to kind of push the pressure further, push the life gain pressure strategy further. Um, but right. then you're not necessarily going to command or damage people out. She's definitely interesting. Um, <clears throat> how about this? How about I do my list and you do yours and we'll just, Ooh, that would them. actually be a, I, I think that would be a cool episode. We'll Let's like, do a comparison. And then we'll just, there's no way to prove which one's going to work. Cause we're just <laughs> well, going to end up building it. We'll anyway. never have both of us. And I'll be like, no, it. dude, you got to go out of your way and buy the cards for mine and try it. <laughs> And then you tell, and then you report back that, that mine was the shit, and I didn't spend any money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> okay, dude. I'm gonna get you a vampire. Dude, you ready for this one? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do um, it. Mathis. Mathas. 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 Okay, I'm done now. Mathis Fiend Seeker. He's just Mardu colors: red, white, black. Right. Okay, What's so the order? three converted mana so, costs. Sorry, uh, just fucking rabbit hole for a second. Let's do it. Why? Why are the? Why is the ordering on these cards so weird to me? What like, do you mean? The coloring: red, then white, then black. When on the oh, color yeah, wheel, it should be white, black, red, right? Uh, yeah, shouldn't it? Weren't the early ones that way? Did it, Did they ever explain that away? Like as to why, like what the ordering is for, for that, for that kind of thing. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. So, so let's look at Kalia of the vast. Is it red, white, black? So hers is white, black, red. 
See, that makes sense. Those early because ones those, had that ordering, and then they changed it when they, when they did Mardu in, uh, in cons. They did? Yeah. So, like, if I look up Zergo right now, dude, we are rabbit holes so hard right now. Zergo's red, white, black. Why, dude? How? What? How did they have ex- that knowledge? <laughs> I don't know, but why did they do that? I don't know. It's very bizarre to me. Is it an aesthetic thing? Like, it just looks hot? Let's let's ask Morrow, dude, dude. Why'd you fuck with the order of the color symbols? I think, yeah, like I think this is just like left to right on the wheel. All right, anyway, let's come up out of the rabbit hole. <laughs> let's wake up. That's what we needed to be a little more interesting as we talked about Mathis. <laughs> yeah, I get. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean he's definitely interesting. So, all right, Mathis, fiend seeker, red, white, black. Um, for a dude with a red coat, legendary creature vampire, uh, menace, dude with a red coat. at the beginning of your end... Yeah, he looks like Dante, dude, from, <laughs> from Devil May Cry. Actually, he doesn't look anything like... He looks like he stole Dante's jacket. Dude, the angle of that art, now though, where to, he's, like, looking at you with his, with his brand, like he's about to brand your face. Yeah. That looks, is kind of cool. So, legendary creature vampire, menace, at the beginning of your end step, put a bounty counter on target creature and opponent controls. For as long as that creature has a bounty counter on it, it has, when this creature dies, each opponent draws a card and gains two life. The flavor text is... All will know of your crimes. Which I don't understand. It's a fucking vampire. Isn't he the one that's trying to hide his crimes? I don't know, dude. Have you ever seen Blade, dude? <laughs> I guess so. So he's a 3-3. Three, three. Uh, yeah, so uh, Bounty Hunter. Like, I'm just going to go out of there and say that right now, right? Like, <laughs> rather than dance around it. There's one card that synergizes directly with him um, always and forever, and that's Bounty Hunter. Right? Okay. So... Because of this whole, like, bounty counter, right? Um, where's Bounty Hunter? Uh, <laughs> yeah, do you see it? Okay, do you want me to read it? Yeah, dude, read it, dude. So, two and two black, uh, and it's it's a, a minion. Summon minion. This so is he's old-ass old card. Yeah, he's old. Old-ass card. Uh, tap, put a bounty counter on target non-black creature. Tap, destroy target creature with a bounty... with. Any bounty counters on it. So it fills both purposes. For yeah, Mathis. but what's the weird thing about the bounty counter thing on it wouldn't it won't double that effect. Okay. They so like if it has that. one bounty counter, like you're that's it. Yeah, so you can just do it before your end step, I guess. Like okay. you can just put the counter on for one tap. Like, I don't know. They it's still if you have, if you make a Mathis deck, he's got to be in it. Yeah, it's definitely like right. Mathis equals Bounty Hunter for yeah, sure. He's definitely odd. It's it it. He's he's a weirdo, dude. This guy's a weirdo. I mean, look at his face, man. He's I don't know. I wouldn't want to come across him, but then the card. Yeah. So how to build it? I don't know. Like you can't pressure people with this because you give them life and they draw a card unless you block life gain. You know. <laughs> Um, what are you doing? You're putting a counter on something to say, hey, guys, kill this. Like, So I think... Is that what this is? To like, me, the only thing what, I can think is it's po- a political deck. But how is it political? How is it political? If I have my Consecrated Sphinx on, do you really need to put a bounty counter on my Consecrated Sphinx for people to <laughs> go, you know what? I'm incentivized to kill that. <laughs> I had the bo- you know, before I had no interest in it, killing it. It has an implied and bounty And now I'm going to use this Terminate to kill that Consecrated Sphinx. It wasn't bothering me, Because but I can now. draw a card and draw two life. And my opponents can do the same. It makes so much sense for me to do that. 
even though it would actually just yoke me full of cards because so, now everyone's going to draw. Like, uh, dude, you know what is this? This is this is the same thing as Wasatora. Like, what what is? Well, and here's who the, is this card. For? Here's the problem: is if you're building a pressure deck, your commander adds life to your opponents. So. What is the point of your pressure? <laughs> yeah, so you got to like go back and add stuff like Tainted Remedy and Reign of Gore and like you know what I mean, boot like just so that their books. life gain goes oh, goes yeah, the yeah, other yeah. direction. You can't draw a card. You can't like you're just like working against your own commander. Yeah, you know? I. I uh, and then if if it's a group hug deck, like, but then you're putting bounties on things, so you're towing a really fine line because you're telling people like, ooh, remove this, but 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 there's a benefit. To everybody but the one person that has the bounty on its creature. So I don't know. I it's weird. I think people kind of like, oh, it's a political, it's a political guy. It's I just like, yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't think know. you and I are the the people that have that are <laughs> like no matter what it. I like no matter what. Um, you got to put a bounty counter on something. Yeah, you know, like at the beginning of your end step, put a bounty counter on target creature and opponent controls. Like so it's going to happen eventually. Yeah. Everybody's going to yeah, get a bounty. It's counter. unavoidable. Like you're going to you know? piss somebody off at some point. Like it's not. It's not good politics. Yeah. What would make this card totally crazy? Okay, would be that the bounty counter when they die, whoever killed it gains control of it. Ooh. There. Even if it's till end of turn. Like, that would be very then, interesting. Th- then people are like, okay, I want to kill this. Yeah, that you would know? highly because incentivize the death. Right? But it's just like, but then what cards are you going to be putting that on? You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like keep resolving high-powered cards for yourself and keep putting counters on other things. Hey, man, don't kill my stuff because you won't be able to gain control of it. But True. if you kill their stuff, you can gain control of it. And the person that you're bounty countering is just getting... Even this hypothetical is kind of weird. Exactly. Like, I just... I don't know. Like, you know? Like, some cards, they... Let, let, let's be... I mean, in most of these commander sets, there's there's usually some legends that whiff. Here's one of them. Yeah, I think there are people are going to... A lot of people are going to try this. I th- I'm I sure they will, but the by, it's po- going to fall by the wayside. The most popular dork that they put out. I like him. I don't think I don't. I like. I like it. I just. I don't think I would ever build it. I don't think I'd sink money into this because. Well, yeah, because you're not going to win. And it, and it also, it's our meta. Like I just don't know. I don't know. Maybe I might eat. I might eat my freaking words, man. It might be like the funniest deck to run. So ever. I'm secretly building a Mathis deck, dude, and everything about Lycia is just. Uh, dude, hook you me know, up. Slide of hand, dude. Hook me up. I'm proving wrong. I just. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think about the politi- <laughs> politics with it. All right, man. Uh, hit me with the last vampire because that list is done. Okay. So, drum roll, please. Yeah, dude. Get ready. Uh, Edgar Markov. There he is. So three, and then Mardu. Red, white, black, or there, there he is, or white, black, red. <laughs> However, you want to order them. This is our eminence vampire. So it says, whenever you cast another vampire spell, if Edgar Markov is in the command zone or on the battlefield, create a one-one black vampire creature. First strike, haste. It's a vampire knight. In case I didn't mention that, uh, whenever Edgar Markov attacks, put a one-one counter on each vampire you control. Let's just you and I. We were kind of talking about this the other day. There's Edgar a lot in Markov. vampires already. Yeah, that's adding one-one counters. Right. To themselves or kind of globally to other vampires. God, the art on this card is just metal. He's too. fucking sick. Like he's. <sighs> 
He's a Markov. Right. He's Soren's papa. Yeah. As written in the ancient text, so it is that Edgar Markov should rise to the level of carddom and be able to be played in commander. <laughs> the ancient ones spoke of this day and it has arrived. Here it is. So, yeah. Vampire tribal. So this is their eminence yeah. uh, commander. And and just lit, like right off, like I talked about Lycia, this... This right here is why you're not making Lycia a tribal deck. Right, because next door is Papa Ed, Edgar. Man. Yeah, Edgar Markov is way better yeah, for, this is for why, doing this. This is why you're not doing, like, Olivia as a as a vampire tribal. Like, Olivia is just like, yeah. let's steal some shit. That's her thing. Yeah, Olivia, that, Olivia pales in comparison right, to yeah. Edgar. It's cool how they don't act the same, because, like, I think in the lore, like, she doesn't get along with the Markovian. Well, there's, there's different vampire... Like houses, families, families yeah, in, in, in a strad, and so yeah, I um, dude, like this thing's gonna get nuts. Cathar's Crusade with this, oh yeah, Cathar's Crusade's you know, gonna go like, crazy. But the, and then the other thing that you know is that you can get some stuff going early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the um, God Patriarch's bidding. You just name vampire. They all come oh right, yeah, right the yeah. freak back, and you just you, you just oh man, frag out a bunch of. <laughs> Oh, dude. This guy, yeah, this guy's crazy. The turn he comes out is a big turn because he gives it to one. Like, he gives it to all of them. Even, oh, yeah. Even like, himself. It's, it's glue. If you can somehow to... get bloodlust, you remember that old mechanic? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Bloodlord of Vosgoth. Like, yeah, somebody, Bloodlord of Vosgoth. I don't know how to do that huge. safely, but, man, that would be a way cool turn. Like, I don't know. Like, there's there's a lot. Brad is going to go nuts. Shared animosity with this is going to go, duh. <sighs> like, shared animosity. Yeah, it's because he just he's he's just giving you tokens all along the way. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like they're all heralding his like. Well, yeah, and you you like I said, you can get started from the get go. Stromkirk Noble, so it's a one red. It comes out, uh, can't be blocked by humans. Whenever Stromkirk Noble deals combat damage to a player, put a plus one plus one counter on it. So we we had a lot of exploration with the Stromkirk Noble when it was in standard. Yep, sure did, and. It was, it was a huge card in standard back when we were playing it. Pretty, pretty good. The the problem was is that like in a sixty card format, like you're playing with one other player, there's usually something in the way, uh, or oftentimes there's something in the way of you getting the noble through to start your your plus one plus one counter pursuits. In commander, there will be no obstacle. You will you will have somebody that you can go after to just get this going, yeah. and you're gonna have a you're gonna have a token that comes along with it. Um, there's plenty of vampires that do similar things to the Stromkirk Noble where they, you know, when they do combat damage to a player, they're going to get those plus one, plus one counters and Edgar's just going to add to it. You're going to have huge blood, like blooded vampires that Edgar's going to have. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that can just, I don't know, like, (laughs) <laughs> I, I uh, pe- people th- th- this this is gonna I think and this is probably the time to say this I think this guy out of the box is really strong like uh, just looking at the deck list like this and the dragon deck seem pretty pretty yeah, strong yeah um the other two the cat one too I don't know it's it's hard to tell like y- you never I think the wizard deck out of the box is probably gonna be pretty pretty weird you know which is to be expected yeah that's true but yeah there's a lot of removal with this color typing there's just oh my god there's so much thing like impact tremors perforos like you know and and the true conviction like i don't know the the list goes on the the new drana the young the 
Liberator Malak here. She gives him all one one counters, oh, yeah. like when she yeah. hits, and she's like turn three, you know. You know, um, and and like the other the other thing is, you know, we recently had um, the Scorpion God that's that's doing like minus one minus one counters. Uh-huh. We've kind of had a thing with minus one minus one counters or or plus one plus one counters in other other spaces. Like the thing that's interesting about this is there's a lot of just vampire centric plus one plus one counters. Like if you're a counter fiend. You're gonna go crazy with this deck, you know. Blood crazed neonate. Uh, yeah, like yeah. <sighs> Staying on curve will be important for this guy. I think that's true. You got to be resolving ma- vampires fairly consistently. Yeah, I think I think you need to make sure that you have your your drops. Yeah. Having uh, dead turns is not a good thing for this. Yeah, especially because there's so much good stuff. Like the the uh, like even if you have to use like what is it. Uh, What's the one? It's a spell that adds red to your mana pool for each creature you control, like just to get him out early. <laughs> so, like on the way up, you know? Yeah. I think it's battle him or something like that. I think so. Um, yeah. But, so but you like, just like, yeah, it is battle him. So it's two, it's one red, add red to your mana pool for each creature you control. So, like on the way, you get, like you get him out of turn early. Yeah. Like you just got to be aggressive with this. Yeah. Thing. I mean, there's, and there's things like you should be curving with vampires every time. You know, you like, you got like a Havengal vampire on turn four. You've got your Falconroth marauder, marauders on turn five. They're huge too. Um, they get two one one counters. When yeah. They and they have haste. And yeah. Flying. Exactly. There's, um, the, the double strike one that's on turn three. Yeah. Um, you know, like Curse of the Stocked Prey, like even though that's only cursing one person, like you can use somebody to fuel your vampires. It's a two mana curse that's well worth it. I don't know. There's just like Edgar is easily good, I think. Like it's not a deck that you have to think super hard to have a good deck. Right. It's it's just he's awesome. If if Brad weren't calling dibs <laughs> I'd be fucking all over this. Really? One. Huh? Yeah. Over the other one? Uh, I, I, I'd, I'd want. Honestly, both of them are highly intriguing. I'd get to Lycia. Yeah, I if, feel the if same I, way um, about some the two some of the wizards, three of the wizards, really. But yeah, like it's just I. I would be, you know, if there weren't somebody else in the in the meta that had interest in vampires, I would just I'd be playing with vampires for the next several months. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of cool cards. Um, I don't know. It's probably going to be an easy one to build around. Not, probably not a lot needs to be said more than it's... Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's just go look up your vampires good. and you're good to go. Uh, wizard time. Let's do wizards, Andy. Okay, it's peanut butter wizard time. Peanut butter wizard time. So, Kick it off, man. You're, you're the wizard. Yeah, let me just hit you with uh, Kess Dissident Mage. Okay. So, I... Hmm... When they first spoiled this chick, I was kind of like, eh, I mean, that's neat. Like, that's what I thought. I didn't. I wasn't super floored by it. But the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, I mean, she's kind of... She's kind of a bit of value town, for sure. So, Kest isn't mage. So, one colorless, a blue, a black, and a red. Which, that, that's in... That's in the order. That's in the correct order. What the hell? All right. Wait, is it? No, yeah, it is. Yeah, it totally is. For a human wizard legendary creature. So, flying... During each of your turns, you may cast an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. If a card cast this way would be put into your graveyard, this turn, exile instead. So 3-4. So pretty good body, out of bolt range. I don't know if that means anything, but yeah. So she's 3-4, flying, human wizard. Um, And yeah, you can kind of just recast things as you go. I think she's from Zendikar. Where is she from? Ooh, I wonder. Nah, it looks like Grixis. 
maybe. In one of the shards. It's definitely Grixis. It's like a weird, like, eyeball thing going on. Like, I don't know where... I don't know. I wish I knew the lore of these. We should have probably looked into that. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, um, but I like the saying on this. It says, loss has no meaning here. You cannot take from those who have who have nothing. <laughs> it's like, is she in hell or something? Like, yeah, I think it's like, Grixis, dude. dude it's her, gotta be Grixis. Her art is pretty sweet, too. Like, I don't yeah, know. If you're, if you're that guy that's way bottles, into art, like, like it's... It, it, like, it kind of reminds me of uh, Infinite Reflection a little bit, like, just with, like, these different... She's got those different, like, mirrors around her. Like, yeah. she's got the bottles, like... Yeah, so this is good. I think I think this is the Jaleva competition. So Jaleva was pretty wacky when they released her, but over time, it, it's, it, it's kind of turned into... Jaleva's pretty strong. I think a lot of people run Jaleva a lot. Like I think it, I think it I think she's kind of like your, hey, I don't want to be a dick and play Narset, but I do want to have yeah, kind we of have a crazy game. So yeah, we haven't Jaleva. had a Jaleva in, in our meta. No, and I never done it just because I I'll, I'll be honest, I love Izet. It's my favorite like color combination. That's no secret, right? right. Like look at our thumbnail, right? <laughs> um but I really actually don't like Grixis, man. I, I it's hard, it's hard throwing that black in there. With yeah, that. I like Tim. I like Teamer. I like adding green because green has something that blue and red don't. Mm-hmm. Black, bleh? like I don't know what black besides tutors. Well, see, I don't know. There's some pretty good blue tutors, for instance, in sorceries. Yeah. So adding black. I don't know. It might be just up until now. Like, yeah, there was Jaleva. You know, there's Thrax. There's Cedrus. Like there's there hasn't been that many massively impressive Grixis commanders out there, so obviously my tune has to change. Duh! Like yeah, I, if you're, you're going to be playing wizards here, you yeah. Go. Like if I want any of these out of this freaking set, it's it's these guys. So I'm I'm, I'm glad it's Grixis. I want to be one over to Grixis. I want to be down. Yeah, with you Grixis. you want to be convinced. I just I, haven't I had a great success a, with a, it. A different direction where. I'm not as into Demir as you are into Izet, but I really enjoy Demir. Right. But Demir is inherently slow. Yeah. And I don't know what to do adding the speed of red into the mix or the burn of red or whatever. Like it, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like you can know what to do with two of the colors. Yeah. But it's hard figuring out what to do with that added third. And I'm with you. It would be interesting to be one over. I, I'm excited to see what you do. I don't know which wizard you'll, you will you will end up using. Yeah. But Kess, in particular, I don't know. I was thinking, I thought you were going to be super into Kess. Because we were just, when we were talking about Neheb in a recent episode, you were talking about your Burning Vengeance deck. And I thought, well, okay. Yeah, here we go. Here's your flashback, dude. Yeah, like, I liked it. I liked it in the meta that we played, like, or the I liked it in standard, right? You know, like if there was a burning vengeance that was like deal five damage to somebody, <laughs> target creature or player for flashing a spell back, like even if it was more mana. Uh, God, dude, I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about this chick. Like she she's she's gonna make a good commander. I really think that she is. I just don't know if it's. I have Mizzix. Like I don't. I don't know if I want to. Can I? Are you going to be okay with me having two instances of sorceries deck? I'm going to have so much overlap. I would be like, okay. Well, I need. I need my reiterate. I need. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you're going to see the same spells from me, and then like a couple black ones. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just going to be like 
And it'll probably happen faster because you'll tutor some of the ones that you want using that plaque. And, right. and, the other thing and is you'll use the tutors again. Yeah, the other thing is it's only your turns you get to flash them back. So sure. like instances, like like counterspell and things like that, they're not happening twice. Uh, right, right. So, yeah, I think she's... She has some constriction a little bit. I think she's a good contender for the... Well, you know what? Kind of, now that I'm thinking about it, no. I don't think she actually kind of overlaps with... With uh, with Mizix, with Jaleva. Now oh, that I'm with about it. Okay. So here, here's kind of like, like here. Let me kind of throw this out here, right? And maybe just like what I'm thinking. There's a power creep going on. Like it's just, it's just the nature of the game, right? It doesn't mean that like the commanders that you have eventually are going to be, I don't know, pushed into obsolescence by stuff coming down the pipe. Sure. But yeah, like some, I, some I, of them. <laughs> I feel that way about Niv Mizzet. And the Locust God, right? Mm-hmm. The Locust God just made Niv Mizzet obsolete. Yeah. I don't, and especially with the card that they just spoiled. Yeah, the we'll Locust God just later. came in, and they're like, "Hey, Niv Mizzet, right? Get into the ninety and nine. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, he's one. I don't know. Like, and you just remember who's saying that, dude. I am Niv Mizzet for life. I love that <laughs> dragon, right? But I'm just saying, like, the other deck is an easier deck to run, mm-hmm. and it has more combo potential, and it's not as I don't know, foiled as easy as, as the regular Niv Mizzet deck. So, yeah, that's one example of, like, yeah, power creep. There we are, right? right. Um, it, it's kind of happened a, a few times. I don't know if this chick power creeps Jaleva, but she definitely should, power creeps. Should we should we read Jaleva to kind of give that some, some context? Yeah, and then really more it's just be, because it's Grixis is why I'm saying it. Gotcha. So, yeah, hit me with Jaleva's. So, so she's the same mana cost, right? right? So it's one, and then Grixis, blue, black, red. Um, it's a vampire wizard. Mm-hmm. Vampire wizard tribal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so flying, whenever Jaleva, Nefalia's Scourge, enters the battlefield, each player exiles the top X cards of his or her library, mm-hmm. where X is the amount of mana spent to cast Jaleva. And whenever Jaleva attacks, you may cast an instant or sorcery card exiled with it without paying its mana cost. Um... So she's pretty crazy. I mean, like, let's say you have, like, a Cabal, what is it, Curse of the Cabal or whatever, like, some big-ass spell. Right. That you, you know, you're kind of, like, planning on getting lucky or grabbing somebody else's. So it's really meta-heavy. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is that you have to put her into the red zone to get your spell. Like, yeah. you have to attack yeah. her and, I don't know, that might get her killed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, you, it's, it's an enter-the-battlefield effect, so... You got to be able to blink her. Yeah. Okay. There's Dead Eye Navigator that goes in. Sure. Uh, weirdly, like there's ninjas. You could ninjutsu her back to your hand, like attack, and be like surprise, and then you okay. just because all you need to do is attack with her to get your to get your trigger. Yeah. So it's and a maybe very, you want very her to particular. Die. Yeah. Maybe you want her to die so you can get another ETB. So she's she's one of those that's like she's she's de- from the Gen two era where they're like the mana cost was tethered to some ability, and is mm-hmm. as the, as the or sorry the more mana you spent to cast them, the bigger the effect is. Yeah. I don't know. Never seen her in action. Never seen anybody ever play her. But I've just kind of like, you know, from the hive mind, I hear she's pretty good. Now that I'm thinking about it and now that we've read it, I don't think Kess, Dissident Mage, uh, steps on Jaleva's toes. Because what Kess, Dissident Mage wants to cast is... Well, I don't know. Like, they are impactful spells that you can get twice. So, like, I don't know, Exsanguinate on this turn mm-hmm. and then Exsanguinate again. Mm-hmm. Um, insurrection on this turn and you didn't kill somebody, which I don't know if that's going to be a good idea because now they're, <laughs> they're definitely going to kill you. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like, just things like that. What I think Kess, who Kess does step on is Drown New 
Um, yeah. So I've had like a weird, I don't know, m- like morbid ob- obsession with Drownus since we started playing the game. The guy, I, the guy scares me. You know, he's kind of like the Hannibal Lecter of instance of sorceries. Like, you know, you know, you shouldn't hang out with this guy, but <laughs> he's just damn interesting, dude. You know. Right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get what you're right, saying. Hit us, hit us with it. So, so Drown New Lich Lord, and, and this is, it's funny because I remember having very extended conversations. Yeah, on this one's metal too, In person man. and over text message, like you were sending me deck lists. You're yeah, like, Kyle, I, was I want to figure this out. Pretty close so, to getting in the cell with this guy. Yeah, for try, sure. getting in the cell with this guy, like, just a taste. <laughs> Um, Drown New Lich Lord 3 and Demir, so blue and black. It's a zombie lord. If damage would be dealt to Drown New, sacrifice that many permits instead. Yeah, so there's instead. That. that. Everyone's like, nope! You know, that's the Hannibal Lecter part. Yeah, that's like, the plastic mass where the guy's like, it toughens your nip. We have a lot of freaking, like, Science of the Lambs references We in this make podcast. a lot of them, don't we? Because it's weird, dude. Like, on my day-to-day life, I don't think about Silence <laughs> of the Lambs, like, at all. But I, for some reason, when I sit down and I think about this podcast and what to talk about... I think Brad feeds it, uh, feeds it to us a lot, because yeah. he's really into the, like, right. hardening, sacrificing hardening your them, nipples sac- type thing. S- sacrificing those, <laughs> those permanents toughens your, toughened your nipples a little bit, didn't it? <laughs> All right, sorry, keep going. So then he also has tap. Target instant or sorcery card in your graveyard has flashback until end of turn. Its flashback cost becomes equal to its mana cost as you play it. Uh, Yeah, so you're only going to get to do it once. And I'm assuming you're probably going to have some tap on tap effects. You can do it more than once per time around the table. But it's tap in order to have to pay to have flashback. Like, you right. have to pay the conversion. So, mana cost. he's more mana. Mm-hmm. You have to tap him to get it, so you can't do it the turn you put him out, Mm-mm. right? There's that huge downside, <laughs> which there is ways around damage. that. And there's some bastard ways around that. There is. Like, uh, Reigns of Power is one way to do it. Like, pretty much it says, like, here, you gain control of my creatures, and I gain tra- control of yours. So if somebody tries to do a blast effect, you're like, here's have a drown new. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, shit. Now you get to sacrifice yeah, 13 you know, permanents. You know, they got this dumbass grin on their face where they're like, I'm going to make this guy sacrifice 13 permanents. <laughs> no, bro. No. Right? You. Yeah, so there's stuff like that. that there, There's there's neat interactions with Drownu. I heard, like, there's people that love that guy, man, for sure. But this chick, I think, just kind of, like, steps on his toes because it's the flashback, right? You don't have to think about, oh, how do I untap him? Like, I know he's amazing with Paradox Engine. Don't tell me that because sure. every damn card's great with him, Paradox Engine. <laughs> but it's like... You know what I mean? Like, she, yeah. she, absent that paradox engine, she just kind of like, all right, like, here we go. Yeah. Plus, she gives you red. Exactly. Like, so you finding have, a win which, con which is now want, easier because you want to do red. with your spell slinging deck. Right. So, all right. That's my opinion on the on on her. Uh, where to take the deck. I don't know. Like, so there's a lot of, like, flashback cards that already exist. Um, I think I'd try, if I was making that disc deck, I'd probably try to keep my eyes open for stuff where the flashback cost was greater than the original cost, and obviously it being a good spell. So one that sticks out would be uh, Increasing Ambition. Yeah. It's a tutor, right? But when it's cast from your graveyard, because it doesn't say when it's flashed back, it just says when it's cast from your graveyard, you tutor two cards instead. Um, just stuff like that. I, I don't know. Like I Again, this card, I might end up building it someday for sure. Okay. Uh there's some cool stuff that you can do, I think. Black adds a lot of, like, 
I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking like a big ass exsanguinate. I don't know why I can't stop thinking about that. Because <laughs> you know you're just I mean? so turned on. Yeah, like just too. Like, too everybody like, wants a, to a have comet two storm exsanguinates and an, yeah, in their deck. A comet storm and an exsanguinate in the same deck, or two comet storms. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just there. It's cool that she's centered around <laughs> incense and sorceries, and that she's Grixis. I I just don't know if I can. <laughs> do her and Mizix, man. Like at the same time, I feel like that's just too much of the same. Yeah, you're doing a lot of the same stuff. Right. I don't know. I, I I think my opinion, as I've been like looking at Lycia, is I've mentioned I'm the life gained guy. Uh, I've done it in a lot of different places, and and I think what intrigues me is that she's a slight variation that's very needy on how she wants you to do it, and maybe that's the case with, with some of these spell slinger decks. Like there's a variation here that's different. Yeah. That I mean, intrigues you. I don't know. Yeah. Reliably casting cyclonic rift twice because it just says you can cast them. Right. right. Like it doesn't say anything about their mana provisioning. Cause that's one thing about doing overloads from anywhere else besides the hand is that you usually can't do that. Yeah. It um, would, it would definitely make me be like, well, I guess I'm not playing Phoenix this game. Yeah. It's a control. It's very controlly. This thing. I don't know. Like it, it's, it's a, yeah, I, I, I it's, it's bugging me. To, like you're, you're wizard you're, triggered, right? You're probably hearing me do this all this entire podcast because, like, as we talk about stuff, like as, as I start intellectualizing about it here, I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe I wasn't thinking about this right. You know, like it's not like I just sit in a room and talk to the wall about how I feel about these cards. Like, you know, well, yeah, we've had, I mean, we've had a busy there's, there's, week. There's not enough time for us to like figure out how we would build every one of these decks. Like, I think we have some general ideas, and there's a few that we've already taken a dive into right like individually and together where we're like oh ooh, this one's juicy but there's someone we haven't, haven't figured out okay give me another wizard okay your turn. i don't want to i don't want to step on your toe with with uh, step on your toes with some of these some of these wizards so i'm gonna take one that i don't think you give a shit about hmm. and that's tygam uh sadisi's hand yeah so he's three and blue and black it's a human wizard mm-hmm Skip your draw step. At the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top three cards of your library, put one of them into your hand, and the rest into your graveyard. Then you can also play, pay black and tap. Exile X cards from your graveyard. Target creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn. Uh, Man, that art, too, is pretty nutty. Dude, it's sweet. It's like 2D magic, but the rest of it's 3D. Like his, <laughs> The magic that he's using seems two-dimensional. But yeah, what do you, I mean, what do you think? So as I've, first of all, I think we should, we should bring up the, the, the point of you're skipping your draw step, Yep. but you get to dig. You're, you're looking at the top three cards of your library. You pick one of them and put the other two into your graveyard. Yeah. You're kind of uh, filtering. You and I had a discussion about this the other day and, and I just, I think it's worth noting this is a very powerful thing to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not netting more cards, mm-hmm. but you're going through your deck and seeing more options than the rest of the players at the table. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to be more responsive to what's going on in the game. Um, I think that's super powerful. Now, the question is, is, is it powerful enough to make him the commander? In conjunction with that other ability, yeah, you've kind of got a form of removal on him as well. Yeah, but oh. I don't think it's powerful enough 
to to justify him being the commander. And here's what I came to, and, and, and you kind of alluded to this when we were talking about this the other day, is I think he's he goes into the 90 and 9 for Damia. Um he's he's really good, and I think he he kind of can subordinate her. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of the hive mind consensus is that he's a subordinate to Sidisi because of that ability. Right. Um you can net zombies and obviously like whatever. Um he's subordinate to uh Tassiger as well, because Tassiger, like you can kind of ditch that stuff out of your graveyard mm-hmm. to kind of like make the choice they have to make a little and yeah. at the same time as a form of removal. Um as far as I think the hive mind out there actually probably thinks like, yeah, they're not a super big on having him as the commander, but let's say you're that guy and you're like, you know what? I'm fucking doing it. Right. Okay. As, as cause we can talk about what decks he'd be good in and, and, and that's, and I, think, and I think we've had that conversation about some other cards today. Like, uh, some of these cards, they're not necessarily great to be commanders, but they are good cards for your 99. So I think that's it's pretty easy to say that's the case for Tygam. Right. And I think so, so, since they made it a legend, like, I don't know, like if he wasn't a legend, I think we'd be like, Oh, it's a good card for Sidisi. You know, like people yeah. wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah. Like, it's a legend. You don't have to run. You it don't as a have to be, have it as a commander, but if you do, there's, there's potentially some strategy to build around him. What, what are you thinking? Well, Andy? I think like, it's the, I think it's the, I mean, does anyone complain about skipping their draw step with, um, Necropotence? Right. Right. I mean, I know like the effect from that is like, okay, yeah, you could put it in your hand, but you don't get that the turn you do it. You know what I mean? No. Um, no, those cards. Yeah. You like, you're not putting them into your hand until your turn's over. So, right. So I think skipping the draw step doesn't really hold him back. I think it's not a huge, a huge deal. Um, there's also like things that just like, well, since we're skipping our draw step anyway, let's just punish everybody. Right. Let's just punish draw across the board. So it's running something like Uba mask. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Um, because like if I can't have a regular draw like nobody else can, because it says put, but it says Uba Mask. It's four mana for an artifact. If a player would draw a card, that player removes that card from the game face up instead. <laughs> Each player may play cards he or she has removed from the game with Uba Mask this turn. Okay, so pretty much like you the card that they draw or and the you card use that it they now or Uba, never, they, never yes, now or never. Right, so counter spells, anything that where anybody's trying to be sneaky, that ain't happening. They've got to resolve right. it, right? Right. And yeah, it's just kind of shoving people. But for you, because Tygum says put it into your hand, you're going to still essentially have a draw and a favored draw because you get to look at three cards, right? So there's, like we talked about earlier, yeah. And then there's possessed portal, right? Um, which, yeah, it's 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 a lot of here. Read it, man. What is so it so this is. Eight mana, and it says if a player would draw a card, that player skips that draw instead. So it's not just your draw step. Yeah, but, but you're already skipping your first draw, right? And then, yeah, so at the end of each turn, each player sacrifices a permanent unless he or she discards a card from his or her hand. So the point being here, I'm sure that there's going to come a point where nobody has cards in their hands but you. Right, because you're because Tygum's giving you a card every turn. Right. right. And there's more ways around this, right? Like there's instances of sorceries that put things into your hand. Mm-hmm. They don't say draw. Mm-hmm. So I think like uh strategic planning. Yeah. Right? Goes around that. I think I think actually uh Yeah, I'm 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 pretty sh- I'm pretty sure um like factor fiction 
Doesn't it just put? It doesn't draw. Oh right? yeah, let's, you put those into your hand. I think that's. I think that's a put. Yeah. Yeah, things like that. Like damn, like like you're just kind of looking for ways around draw. Like you're doing like draw hate, right? Yeah. Um, because he's bl- blue and black. Like you kind of get that. It's it's a slow plotting color color guild that you're dealing with. Right. Demir. Like yeah. It's, so then you do necropotence. Um, you do like I don't know. Uh, the Breath Stealer's Crypt, right? So two, a blue, and a black. Whenever a player draws a card, he or she reveals that card. If the card is a creature card, that player pays three life or they discard it. Hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, But you don't have to do that because you're put. You're very careful to put things into your hand right, right. around Tygim, right? Um, Zer's Weirding, dude, I don't know. This card should <laughs> never be played, but here we go. So it's three and a blue for an enchantment. Players play with their hands revealed. So that part's a little kind of whatever, right? It's an arcade postcard, dude. His, his art's so cool. Um, if a player would draw a card, he or she reveals it instead, then any other player may pay two life. If a player does, that card is put into its owner's graveyard. Otherwise, that player draws the card. How so, fucking annoying, right? That's interesting. So everyone's like, oh, hey, I drew my uh, Shea Oldred. And, and we can like, all be like, who's going to pay two who's life? Who's going to pay two to get rid of it? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, that card's annoying. It that's would awesome. drag the game down. But, hey, you're not really doing that, right? Because you don't draw your first card at your turn. Right. You tie it into your hand. And then, yeah, there's something called Null Profusion, right? Um, null Profusion, actually, I was thinking about putting it in... in it, when I was, um, yeah, see, I don't know. I don't know if this will work with my plan now that I'm thinking, looking at it. But whatever. It says for a, a black and a black. It says skip your draw step. Whenever you play a card, draw a card. Your maximum <laughs> hand size is two. I don't so know. That's a stretch. It's, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> this is good for like comboing. Like if you're gonna like go off, mm-hmm. you know, and like shoot a bunch of spells. But, I don't know, this is just me going, skip your draw step, right, at the beginning. And you have to be careful, because some of the ones we've listed off, like, don't fit in with that either. You know, like, particularly, what was that artifact? The Uba Mask? Yeah, not the Uba Mask, the the portal. Oh, Possessed Portal. Yeah, like, that one says, like... Any like it's any draw, right? Yeah. So like you, you can't have those two happening at the same time. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just kind of. I, I, look, I'm trying to make this guy a commander, dog. I didn't say it was going to be easy. Like, no, you're I, right. It's just, sometimes I think that brings up the point. Sometimes you have cards in your deck. I know that this happens with my Demir stuff. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes things that like they don't actually. They kind of fuck each other. Yeah. So one sits in my hand while the other one does its job until right. it's removed. Yeah, no. I mean, I can say one thing about it. It's it, it ain't your typical Demir commander, is it? Yeah. I, right? I, I was initially thinking like, well, I want a mill so that I can use that. Hell, it's not even. A, that second ability. Yeah, like it's, it's it ain't, it ain't milling. Like, yeah, you kind of mill yourself a little bit. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, Hit me with another another wizard, because I don't want to spend too much time on Tygum. I don't think there's going to be a ton of people building that deck. Sure. Okay, so here's the next one up. Let's do the one that's about the Eminence. Um, so the Eminence wizard is Inala Archmage Ritualist. It's two, a blue, a black, and a red for a legendary human wizard. So the Eminence is this. Whenever, you, whenever another non-token wizard enters the battlefield under your control, if Inala Archmage Ritualist is in the command zone or on the battlefield, you may pay an additional generic color. If you do, create a token that's a copy of that wizard. 
The token gains haste. Exile it at the beginning of each end step. Uh, or sorry, the beginning of the next, next end, end step. step. Tap five. And then the other thing is, is when this is her in battlefield ability. So tap five untapped wizards you control. Target player loses seven life. So this one, this one raises a question yeah. in my mind, which is that can you get enough enter the battlefield effects or tap activate activated effects from wizards to make this worthwhile? Yeah. Cause they're only there. That token is only there for until the end of your turn. So Andy, you've been doing the research. <laughs> I've been trying to figure this check out since they, since this one actually got a little like, I don't know. Like a lot of people thought this was going to be the cleric, right? Oh, and it's because like the art, because they're like, oh, they're doing cleric tribal, and I'm like, yeah, I don't it turns know, out they're really going to do that. Um, so here, let's let's just say what's what's good about her. Like, yeah, you're getting you're getting value. Like, you only pay one extra to get two of whatever you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So she's basically like a flame shadow conjuring in the command zone. She's like a minion reflector in the command zone, right? Okay. So there's that. Um, I think. I think the best thing to do about this deck is to manage your expectations of what it can and can't do, right? Like, that's probably probably the way to go. It's okay. not going to beat out other um, aggressive creature types. Like, you can say that vampires already were pretty aggressive, even without uh, Papa Edgar, yeah, right? Yeah. You can say that, I don't know, like... Cats had better combat statistics than most wizards nine times out of ten. Like, oh, wizards yeah. are, like, they're physically weak. I mean, that's, like... Yeah, you're not wanting to attack yeah, with wizards. That's the D&D of it right there, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's the Dungeons and Dragons. Like, they're not physically strong. So what you're trying to abuse is the enter the battlefield effects from wizards. And uh, I don't know. I got some bad news for you. There's not a lot of good ones, right? Like, yeah, there's the Archaeomancer with the Izzet Chronarch. Like, you can return a lot of instants and sorceries back to your hand. Okay. But can you build a deck that's doing one thing and the other? If you're loading the deck full of a lot of instants and sorceries, you probably shouldn't be spamming wizards just right. to have, like, this chicken. Right, like, so then, then it suddenly just do, loses just value. Just do Kess then. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no reason to do that. Like, she'll give you two spells, too, right? Rather okay. than having to go around and cast a creature. So we don't, like, I don't think that's a direction to take it. Um doing a double snapcaster mage it's like wh- why like you're paying three to recur two spells in your graveyard just do kess again now right? right like right you get one without having to pay any extra mana um there that that being said i think over this is another one of those things kind of like how i felt about the sphinx tribal guy that they did for hour of devastation mm-hmm. i think over time she's only going to get better Right, like yeah, there's the more only wizards be, that there are. Yeah, so from here on out, every release, if you build the Nala, you're going to be like, I'm looking for wizards with good enter the battlefield of triggers or yeah, yeah. tap effects. That could be too, too true too. Yeah, because so you, you can, can get do that like the Arcanus type thing. Right. Like. Well, yeah. So you can you can you can get that copy. Hurry up and tap it before you end the turn and then they get exiled. Um, so yeah, like the dual caster mage, you can twin two spells or twin a spell up to two mm-hmm. for four mana though. Like I. I don't know, like forking it up to, you know, uh, what is it? The Void Mage Shusher, I guess you could get, you could bounce a spell and then get a copy to what? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's, there's a problem with this There's a very niche space for this to work. Uh, Right. 
Yeah, like I like the Anathemancer when that one comes into play. Uh, target player, uh, what is it? Yeah, Anathemancer is is it's another wizard. It's one a red and a black, so it's a Rakdos wizard. When Anathemancer comes into play, it deals damage to target player equal to the number of non-basic lands that player controls. So uh, for four mana, you can deal double like you can deal a bunch of damage to the guy who's playing the dragon deck, I guess, like, or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, and then, yeah, pay five, or pay pay seven mana to unearth it to try to do it again later on. Like, but then in the meantime, what, you just got this 2-2 two, two sitting there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, feels, it happens once, you know? It feels like one of those decks where, like, if you just, like, if you're that person that I don't know, an even harder version of Ramos where there's like, I feel like there's something here that I can do. Yeah. And you're just playing around with it. Like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Searching for those things. Like, I think Ramos is going to be a little easier to crack the code on it than Inala. Um, ugh, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what wizard you end up building first. Like I, I honestly didn't put a lot of research into wizards coming into this because I was like, Andy's all yeah, over I mean, Andy's all over wizards. That's yeah. his thing. I don't know. Like there's some cute interactions. Like I bet people are just like, Yeah, dual caster mage. You can get to do a triple spell. Yeah. But it's like think about the setup with that. What spell is that like you know, like I don't know. Like this there's a lot of setup and you can do that any I uh I don't know. It she's she's really cool and I really wanted like a wizard tribal, you know. I just sure that twinning thing, like it uh It's dude. not quite doing it for you. Yeah, it's just not enough. Like it's just like they don't they're into the battlefields like they're not they're not strong. And it's like, okay, let's put Sundial of Infinite in there and that way you can keep the clone. Well, then you just got like some idiot enter the battlefield that did its job once, and now you've got an extra yeah, body to not like block a with because most of them are wizards. <laughs> right? It's like I just you see what my problem is with this thing. Yeah. Like she, and then and then when she finally comes out, yeah, okay, you can tap like the more wizards you have on board later on, then you can start like the, I guess like to that end. Then okay, well let's do the target player loses seven life thing. Well, you'd have to have like. You know, yeah. You def in that case, you definitely need to be plus doing plus her right to get to tap them all to leave yourself open. In right? that case, you're really wanting to hammer that sundial of the infinite to keep them so that you can just yeah, have I mean, as many as possible. I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, dude. I said that before about like uh, I've been saying that this entire cast, but it's like maybe eventually, like you can get to the point where you've got so many. They've done their purpose, and now all they're there to do is just get the tap part for her to damage somebody for seven, and then they just keep coming, you know. And then even when she's out, after she's out, you pay one, and then you—I I don't know—I I could be wrong. You yeah, know? I, I don't know. Pan I mean, like we're, we're, I, we're all students of Magic: The Gathering. Like we kind of do our homework and try to try to figure out as much as we can. But yeah, like it's time will tell with everything because we're experimenting with all these people out there experimenting with yeah. them. These are our theories. And, and yeah, and this she's kind of like the opposite side of Tygim, right? Like, Tygim, like, at least you have the option to put him in the other 99 or be a commander. Sure. Uh, yeah, she's got to be a commander. The eminence ability, like, is the only way. Yeah, because, you're not, yeah like, you're not going to put an eminence legend in your 99 because you're losing out. Yeah. Like, if somebody went out there and they're like, I'm going to make a Kess Dissident Mage deck, but it's Wizard Tribal, and then she's in the 99... This chick, I'd be like, what? Like, why? Yeah. Like, it, what are you doing with right, your life? I'd be like, look, can you sit down? Come over to my whiteboard, right? We need to, we need to talk about your life choices. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just, it, 
She's you've got one direction with her, and yeah, it's it's got to be in the zone. I don't know how to fix figure it out. Like I, I come to this completely um, empty-handed. I don't know how to make this like. You know, yeah. Unlock like the combos that go nuts with her. Yeah, doubling the twinning, flame shadow conjuring, things like that. Like, yeah, you can go crazy. There's things, but you know, I don't know. Riku exists. Like, <laughs> Riku just says, "I don't care who it is. You get two of them." And and by the way, you can you can keep them both. Yeah, he's got to be out for that to happen. Sure. And yeah, the mana commitment's a little little. It's color heavy, but so so. Uh, I'm starting to see kind of a, a little bit of a theme with this commander set in that. Um, there are some really like obviously good legends. There are several where you're kind of asking yourself the question like, but what else is out there? Could I do what this legendary creature is asking me to do right. better with a different legendary creature? Right. And like somebody, somebody, yeah, yeah. So like somebody's like, I have a wizard tribal Riku deck. I'd be like, hook me up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It's wizard tribal. Like, yeah, sure. it's mostly wizards. Like, it would serve the same purpose as the chick minus that tap and lose seven life thing. Sure. You know? But you could do it, you know? And then yeah. you can just... And then you realize, like, well, why am I why am I pigeonholing myself to these ETBs with only wizards? <laughs> so, I, I don't know. It's... She's cool. I'm... I, I might end up making the deck as kind of just like a... Hey, I just want to have fun tonight and just see what I can do with like sure, putting out some sure. wizards. I but would if, be interested to see if there's something that can be done with Anala. I don't think she's like a, I don't think she's a flat no. Yeah. Um, I'll say one thing though, and this is probably just trying to give save save a little bit for her really quick. She probably will make a really good, um, not maybe not so threatening kind of roundabout commander that's what are they what are they, what's the, the whole theorem uh a 75 percent commander oh yeah you know what i mean like one of those like i think that would probably be okay because it's like i don't know like what are you really trying to do that people are gonna go okay i gotta get ahead of that inala strategy like yeah i don't want to lose my seven life like it's not super threatening and it is omnipresent and it doesn't require a lot of setup she's just got to be in the in the in the zone and you're yeah. good and you get a bunch of wizards and eventually you can start stripping people of life. So if that's the deck you're looking for, like just kind of like, yeah, I want like an easy to pilot, not super threatening. I don't have to like be digging for a specific combo to get this win in. You're just trying to get wizards right, out and, and not be them. a threat and not be, ha- be the guy everyone's talking about during the game. Like we got to deal with this guy's X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Maybe this could be her. That's a, that's you actually know? a little bit intriguing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to help her out. All right, so she's got something going on. Last one, and I'm just going to steal it, man. Cause, okay, uh, it's the guy. Just, just I'll throw this out there. So, like last week when I was all triggered about uh, about all the spoilers and stuff, I put a couple polls out on Twitter. Oh yeah, one of them was was the wizards, but I like so I put I put one out on the. Uh, on the vampires as well. Like, what are people going to like? Edgar just ran away with that one. That's well, yeah, the one that people he's were freaking like. crazy. He's so I, I got trigger happy though with wizards. I've made it like, which one are you most excited about? Inala, Marisil or Tygum? And it was a tie between Inala and Marisil. Um, people were equally interested in those two. I missed Kess. I pulled the trigger cause I was thinking vampires. I'm like, Oh, there were three vampires. And you thought there was only three I wizards. I thought there were only three like wizards. They just hosed that last year. And then they spoiled. Because you're thinking there's some kind of semi- symmetry to what Wizards is doing this year, but turns out there's not. There's no symmetry. Anyhow. Uh, Marisil the Pretender, or Myersil, or however you say this. Yeah. One, a blue, a black, and a red, so one in Grixis. Surprise. Legendary creature, human wizard. All right, so get ready, man. Prepare your ass. Okay. So <laughs> when, This is one I'm actually super excited oh, about. Man, this one is just... 
this 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 okay this this card is probably the reason why I am not prepared with any of the other ones because it is taking up so much mental bandwidth to try to figure out where to go with this. Okay. So when Marisil the Pretender enters the battlefield, you may exile an artifact or a creature card from your hand or graveyard and put a cage counter on it. <laughs> You're in the cage. You're in the cage. Yeah. Uh, Marisil the Pretender has... All activated abilities of all cards you own in exile with cage counters on them. You may activate each of those abilities only once each turn, and it's a 4-4. Holy God. You're going to abuse this so fucking hard. Yeah, like, even the art, the, the, the character's just like, I'm a freak. Like, the, yeah. This thing, ah, man, it's, it's, it's just... It's just crazy. It's just crazy. I don't know. I don't even know. I'm not saying that, like, it's so powerful. Well, it's just it's just that. It's crazy. This here, is, the, this is the like, thing the is joker of the freaking Yeah, like, and it's not a tribal. Again, going back to that thing of, like, don't be confused that <laughs> because it's in a tribal release that, like, you need to make it a tribal deck. Yeah. Yeah. So, let me just throw it out. Um... The things you want to be hitting on this is anything that kind of gives gives him a bounce, right? Okay. Right away, the Etherling sticks out. Okay. So if you remember the Etherling, um, the 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 lings, the morphling, the yeah, you know, the shapeshift. What are they? Changelings? Is that what they are? Uh, they're I'm not, not changelings. Sure, actually, I think they're shapeshifters. I think yeah, I think this one's a shapeshifter because because cha- changelings. There's not actually a lot of them out there because. They have all creature types, and I was trying to do that research with Unesh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a shapeshifter, right? So the Aetherling, what's really good about it is that already your your creature can bounce itself. Okay, your commander because they, you want to, you want to get those things out of your yeah, hand. Get that ETB. Get those, yeah, get those cage counters on what's in your hand and what's in your graveyard, right? Okay. So the Aetherling already has that in that it's for a blue and a blue, but that's not what matters, right? You're never going to actually resolve this guy. <laughs> um, well, I don't know, maybe like because it does do it from the graveyard. Too. Yeah, like if you can so, make it die or whatever. So I'll go. I'll do and read this in reverse because they're of least importance. Okay. <laughs> okay. So one a colorless. Uh, Aetherling gets negative one plus one till the end of the turn. So it's a four or five. So you can kind of give it more toughness. Yeah. Now remember, m- m- they, they've provisioned that Myrsil Mer- can't span these abilities more than once. Right. I'll tell you how to get around that in a minute, but <laughs> you just can't. So if you're thinking about making a giant Myrsil with the Aetherling, sorry, because that second ability just got shot in the face. Right. Plus one, negative one until the end of the turn. So you can't transfer all of its toughness into his power and just swing and be like, Commander damage, bro. Right. Uh, blue. E- Etherling is unblockable till the end of the turn. So, hey, maybe if you do actually, over time, figure out a way to get him pretty pretty yoked, you can do that. Okay. Um, but this is the one that matters, and yeah, this is why I'm saving it for last. Blue. Exile Etherling. Return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So, so you can put something else in the cage. As long as you leave blue open, two things are happening. No one's going to be able to get rid of your commander, right? Yeah. Like, board wipe, gone. Target removal, gone. Like, it just... it. She's getting out of the way. Right. It's always jumping away. Even if they manage to kill it by some, I don't know, black magic, like a, a, a split second, God forbid, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it's still out there. It's still in exile. As soon as you re-resolve, her, or re-resolve him again, you've, it's locked back in. So this card is like... 
the backbone. It definitely of the deck. wants to be in this deck hard, right? Because it's giving you the rest of them into play. Okay. Um, there's other etherlings too, like the morphling, the torchling. Sure. They allowed the the big one about them is they allow him. To, they allow you to untap them. Okay. So if you choose to t- attach tap abilities to your commander, then. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you're gonna be able to you're gonna have to figure out ways to untap them. So that's where the morphling and the torch thing come in. Sock fuck. What would Sakashima do, actually, come to think of it? I actually don't know. Can you like would it (laughs) just thinking, I'm like, does that mean you get to put something else in the cage? Like just Or does Sakashima get all of the abilities that Maris? I don't know. I like I was just off the top of my head, I was like, wait a second, wait a second. Can you like accelerate this or are they just kind of like I think yeah, because it's a copy of Maris Myersil. Right? Well, but I don't know if it's gotta have its own cards, like its own little pile. Yeah, like it Sakashima has to have her own, its own pile. Key cage. Damn, I don't even know about that one. Ugh, I, that one I want to find out about because okay. I'm just like. I don't know. You can keep doing Sakashima over See, and dude, over. See, dude, this is what this card's been doing to me all freaking week, man. I'm just like, okay, how do I make... Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. So the other thing, the, the other card that sticks out about, like, okay, it's got to be in the deck, uh, is the Quicksilver Elemental. So I had a Kraj deck for a bit, you remember. Mm, yeah. Um, this is kind of... I'm taking a lot of, like, what was in that deck and kind of moving it over. But what's cool about the Quicksilver Elemental is that it gains the activated abilities of the other creature. But it doesn't gain that part of its identity. So if you have the Quicksilver Elemental out and you say, oh, I want it to gain all the activated abilities of of Myrcel, it it doesn't have that law coming over that says, oh, but I can only activate it once a turn. Gotcha, because it it has just the activated abilities. It doesn't have the the restriction. Right. Gotcha. The question, um, yeah. It's kind of a lot of mana. I guess it's three. It's five mana plus that one blue to do that. Okay. Um, but yeah. And then in the other thing, it says you may spend blue mana as though it were mana of any color to pay the activation cost of Quicksilver and Mental's ability. So it's like, I guess if it's... Okay. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe that could make things easier to activate. Like, let's say you have like a lot of red abilities stacked up. Uh, yeah. So those two, pretty, pretty big deal. Um, there's some other crazy interactions that... Or, I don't know if I'm going to use them, but there's the Anthroplasm and the Sage of Hours. The Sage of Hours, shit. Yeah, so the Anthroplasm is pretty pretty weird. So I don't, God, man, like I don't even, I never even knew this card existed. I was just kind of look, pulling this from the hive mind for sure. So it's two, a blue, and a blue. And Anthroplasm comes into play with two uh, one, plus one, plus one counters on it. You can pay X and tap to remove all one, one uh, all plus one, plus one counters from Anthroplasm and put X one, one counters on it. <laughs> like, do you see what that is? Like, so pretty much like you remove the one, one counters and put them back. But if you, t- if you, t- if you twin it with, um, the, the, uh, the Sage of Hours, you can oh, start buying extra turns. Okay. You see what I mean? Right. So remove all plus one plus one counters from the Sage of Hours for each <laughs> for for each five counters removed this way. Take an extra turn after this one. So he would have both of those activated. Yeah, they're both on there. Right. So as long as you can net, I don't know, like what do you need? You need at least six mana. Right. You can just start taking turn after turn after turn after turn after <laughs> That's turn. That's wild. Turn. That's because wild. Because you can just dump them right back in. Yeah. 
right? Okay. So yeah, there's that. If you're that guy, maybe do that enough times to, I don't know, like manage yourself, I guess, like manage, like how far in you're going to go. So, so here, here's a curiosity that I have, and maybe you have more cards that you need to get into, but I, I just kind of want to throw this out there many, but yeah. is, is that like, it's from your hand and from your graveyard. And so I'm, I'm assuming you probably have wheel effects in this. If so, you're building this. Yeah, that could, that could, uh, Yeah. Really, I just want... Since it's so combo-driven, I just want to get specific cards in the graveyard. Okay. Because, again, I need specific things to get him to go off, right? Right. Specifically the eighth... So, the thing that sticks out is, like, buried alive, right? Yeah. Like, you're just going to go dig up Etherling. Right. Get Etherling, it in the graveyard. Um, put it in the cage. Right. Put it in the cage. Yeah. So, into the cage, that one. Um, so... The Etherling would be, like, a, a, a the number one pick. And then, I don't know, like, the second pick would be, like, maybe those other two that okay. kind of let you just start, like, burping, burping out turns and start digging in. Yeah. Or go get the... You, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, so if you're taking turns, like, you're going to you're gonna dig into your deck more than other people yeah. are. I was, also, I was just concerned, like, I'm thinking, like, well, you don't want to reach a point where you don't have anything in your hand and you don't have anything else really left in the graveyard. So you want to keep feeding the beast, right. so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's a lot, dude. There's a lot of really crazy combinations with this thing. I mean, like, like think of just really nasty activated, right? <laughs> so like the etherling, and because it does artifacts too. So like, let's move on to that. Yeah, so it's oof. like, let's see, you have the etherling, and I don't know. He's got he's he's got uh, a Nev's disc on him. Right. Oh yeah. So you can activate the Nev's Dis effect, and then, then in remove. response, remove it from the game. Like when you're just sick of everybody's shit. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> and you're back and, in business. Yeah. Like it's just it's stuff like that that you probably have to take advantage of because it's like this weird like. I don't know if you could. I don't. I'm. There's this part of me that's like, do you really, really, really need mana? So you like, I'm a Gilded Lotus, and then I'm gone. And I think I think that actually is a good combo though, because a Gilded Lotus with some kind of untap effect. Uh huh. There you go. Uh huh. So if you have like a horseshoe crab, which you pay a blue to untap him, or right. or or the or the morphling. Yeah. There you go. You've got an infinite with the mana because <laughs> you can pay blue to untap it. Right. Right. Does that make sense? It does because he's there's like just, it's just you've got infinite mana. So many weird storm. things that you can do, right? Dude. Got, or or uh, there's the there's the weird like there's ones from Phyrexia like the Soul Eaters, like the Trespassing Soul Eater. You just pay two color two life, okay, and now he's unblockable, right? I mean, you get that from the Etherlink, so I don't know sure, if that's something sure, you need to but like there's on. other options. But there's one for that just it. gives them infect. It just he grant he grants himself infect. <laughs> now you're not having to get him as big. Okay. You just pay two life for black. He gains infect to the end of the turn. <sighs> you know, and then you just attack if you're that guy too. Um, the tree of perdition. The tree of perdition is so fucking sweet, dude. Yeah, this, you just set this... somebody to four, and now he's got this huge ass, right? Well, well you until, said you, a... until you flicker him, right? <laughs> like, which you'll have to do. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, set to four, set to four. Well, set but that to means four. you can keep redoing it because then you don't have this. You set it to thirteen because. Tree of Perdition is three to black, a defender, and it but, has tap. Right, Exchange but what's, what's Marisil's Oh, you're right. Gotcha. Four. I gotcha. I see what you're yeah, saying. It, you're not. You're doing it through the Mar. So he's the one doing it. Gotcha. So you set them to four. Yeah. You become 40. Yeah, he's but pretending then you, to be the tree Because you can reset it. You're not just doing it to one person. You can do it to... Right. So, like, let's say I've got him in play, right? Uh-huh. That's tethered to him. I've got, I don't know, like, a couple ways to reset him. 
Like just like just like let's keep you it can, real. You can let's pretty keep much it real set simple. like everybody got, four. Right, I've got like three blue and etherling and that attached. It like uh-huh. he's that. So Kyle, you're set to four. Exile, end of turn. He comes back in. This Kyle, guy's set to four. four. This guy's set to four. And <laughs> yeah. I just reset everybody to four. And now I'm the one with the highest life total. And everyone's <laughs> trying to kill me. Right. And then yeah, you probably you probably do need to jump into. All right, Anthropos of Sage of Hours. I'm not letting you guys have a turn ever again. Like you know. But this is this is. This is how it's got to go. So the cards that I think are like, they're the 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 cards I'm going to be just spending money on are the tutors. There's intuition, sure, um, entomb, mm-hmm. buried alive, mm-hmm. things that just like put stuff right into the graveyard, sure. tutoring things in your hand like vampiric tutor. Because yeah, it's a co- it's just definitely like this guy's a combo thing. Yeah, like you sure. got to get the pieces that you want. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I would caution not to overdo it with the combos because. They're fairly static, right? Like once they're caged and in exile, there's no getting rid of that, right? I think everything else should just be like keeping your ass alive. While I, you do I can this, imagine because right? as soon as you start getting stuff into the cage, it's kind of like the experience counters, uh, commanders. You know, like, yeah. This like, one, this one's gonna be crazy, man. I'm gonna be working <laughs> on this deck for a long time. <laughs> You're gonna like, be trying to tune. So, this do thing you out. do you think that this is gonna be the 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 first wizard out of this set that you build? I. I don't know. We'll see after we do the opening night play with okay. Inala. Um, if Inala feels like, yeah, I like this, like I might not have to throw a lot of money down just sure. to kind of get her where I need her. Sure. Um, this one, I, I know I'm going to have to put some coin down to get this where I need it. Specifically, gotcha. like the intuition. I mean, that's like a $25 card. Yeah. You know? um, things like that. Like, it's just... I, I don't know, and then uh, no, and then there's going to be a lot of cards I want to try that probably aren't going to work out the way I thought. So I'm going to have like a lot of flack purchase where it's like I'm going to try this and not work it. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, that's not all the commanders. We kind of like left one out. This is going to be a little awkward. But we, there's a good. There's another Tigem that we. Oh yeah, about. it doesn't fit into a tribe, and we kind of left it out because it's in the. It's in the dragon. It's deck. just in the dragon deck. <clears throat> so, so yeah, um, hit us uh, with it. I'll, I'll 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 hit it up. Uh, Taigum Ojitai Master. It's a human monk. It's in the dragon deck because it says instant sorcery and dragon spells you control can't be countered by spells or abilities. Um, and he also says whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand, if Taigum Ojitai Master attacked this turn, that spell gains a rebound. Um. I I think this guy's actually way cool. Yeah. Um if you're if you're looking to kind of do like an Azorius you know blue white spell slinger deck like there just there's no He's he's really cool because you're not going to like you're not going to get countered. Like there's the, it is the final word. Right. <laughs> um there's this part of me that was also thinking like he'd be Pretty good in Narset. <laughs> uh oh, because of the because of the rebound. Yeah. He has to attack too. No, yeah, he would. He he would. Um, he seems pretty good. I think I think we're gonna see a lot of like people fall in love with this guy, and they're gonna be preaching the word. I don't. You know? I don't really. You know, like I I have some. I play some Azorius. I don't really do like an Azorius instance and sorcery deck, but he is he attractive? To he's him? intriguing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The 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 fact that there's rebound like what I was kind of thinking is what you're kind of looking for 
what what I would be looking for, and this is this is very very preliminary, like just idea phase. Was I was thinking like I want unsummoned spells, unblockable spells, and protection spells because that's what you're going to have a good chunk of with oh, with, of, with white attack. and blue, and just yeah, you just want to get them through so you can rebound stuff and. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 this, there's a weird one called reconnaissance. Okay, uh, it's one white. It says you can or you can pay zero to remove target attacking creature you control from combat and untap it. So you can attack him, but then he comes out of combat. Yeah. So you can like. So if you really need yeah. to like save him, save so his ass from something, kind of sa- safely attack something. That I think is kind of like needed for the deck. Yeah. So that's an enchantment um, that allows you to kind of like go. Especially and attack. if you're doing the spell slinger thing, pretty heavy. Uh, yeah, dude, there, there's some salt. I think there's some solid stuff like, um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really put together a big card list with it. Um, but, but he's, I think, I think he, he's a good instance where of, of an example of looking at like, what, what's the stat line of your, of the legendary creature you're looking at? And is it, is it something that you can abuse right sort of becomes the question right well the fact that your instance and sorceries can't be accounted can't be countered pretty awesome man like Like, that right there that right there is worthy of abuse because whatever you do is going to happen yeah um and then you know if he if he attacked this turn and your your spells get rebound like you're double that because that's that's the problem with spell slinging in commander is Mm -hmm. that they happen once you want permanence oftentimes as kind of a default with commander decks because they're going to do more over time. Yeah. But if you have rebound, <laughs> suddenly you're doubling the capacity that you can uh, of things that you can do with your instants and sorceries. Not to mention you can sprinkle in some dragons just cuz. Um, I don't know. It, it, I, I, like I say, I, I don't have a lot of cards to throw out there for Tygem. Um, Ojutai Master, this Azorius one. But looking at the card, the stats say I'm abusable, um, in my opinion. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, I wonder where this is going to go. Like, Metallurgic Summonings will probably have to be in this deck. Um, anything that kind of twins creating tokens like Tauron's, Tauran's invocation I think would be pretty good. Well, yeah, I mean, like, Rider there's... Replication. <laughs> so, I don't know, if you, do the, if you do the kicker, does that go with the rebound with Red Replication, or you'd only just... I mean, either way, you I'm get that sure, last but one yeah. token. Um, yeah, he seems pretty cool. I, I'd like to see this one built. If, if you want a token, like, you're going to token hard with it. There's some... There's yeah, some extra really... turns, like, here we go, because then your rebounds go off. Yeah. You know, like, you can just start chaining the rebounds on top of each other to get a bunch of extra turns. Casting stuff from the graveyard, like there's more recursion for instance and sorceries from blue. So here we go again. Um, There's yeah, there's some pretty there's some pretty crazy things. I think people are going to come up with. It's kind of awkwardly we left them out at the last second. Yeah, well, no, I I mean I kind of had him listed with the dragons and but he's not he's not directly again like it's a tribal release, but he's not he's not really a, a tribal. Commander the per se. Cool. I, I think that this year we're gonna. It's it's tribal. I think this is about as clever as we're gonna get with tribal. Tribal's been an underwhelming strategy. It has for a long time. Well, and, in the, and, the, and the thing is, is that it's and this is about as exciting. I think is as it's as in, gonna get for in a our while. play group. We've seen a lot of goblins. We've seen elves, a lot of zombies. elves. Yeah, we've seen a lot of zombies, and they're the obvious ones. And I'm really, really pumped 
that they didn't do the obvious tribes. Right. And that they're all tribal. Like, you still have things like, oh, there's Kess, there's Lysia, uh, there's Myrsil, like... There's other options that weren't only tribal, right? Exactly, you know, like, you, exactly. Because yeah, let's say you just really weren't into that. Like, boy, hey, you've got you've got options. There's Tigem, uh, bad and good. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. they're yeah. So, um, yeah, dude. Let's uh, what what I'd kind of like to do uh, for the next yeah to wrap up the episode is let's talk about the other cards that are new with the commander set that aren't legendary creatures. Like just some that stood out to us, and then we'll kind of maybe. Give some shout outs to reprints if uh, that maybe stand out as well. Yeah. Um, there's the Kindred cycle. Yeah. Kindred Discovery, Kindred Boon, uh, Kindred Dominance, Kindred Summons, Kindred Charge. Yeah. So the white one, it's just starting from white to whatever, and then maybe you can do a different cycle. So this is like kind of like the top one. Okay. Um, so it's two a white and a white enchantment. When Kindred Boon enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Uh, one and a white. Put a divinity counter on on creature you control with chosen type. All creatures you control have uh, with a divinity counter become indestructible. Which is great. It's very white. <laughs> sure. So I don't know. Divinity counters. Are you into resetting um, the myogens? I guess. Like. Yeah, I mean, if that's something you're doing, I, I have one of the Myogens, uh, the black one, the black one. That's so it doesn't exactly feed that. But yeah, it's 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 definitely worthy of consider consideration. Right. So yeah, it's an enchant. It's hard to remove. Kinder Discovery, which I think is just going to be a freaking staple. It's this thing is just crazy. It's the best. It's 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 tribal awesome staple nuttiness, right? Yeah. So as Kinder Discovery enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Oh, sorry. It's three, a blue, and a blue for an enchantment. As Kinder Discovery enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Whenever a creature you control of the chosen type enters the battlefield or attacks, that's what's crazy, <laughs> uh, or, uh, enters the battlefield or attacks, draw a card. Uh, so, Locust God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to be drawing cards like fucking crazy. Yeah, you draw your library. That's it. Bug, 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 bug. It just sets it off. Yeah, because they, they feed into each other. It enters. The, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it's... I think it's pretty, pretty damn good. Like, it's probably, I think, the best one. Um, the red, the black one's, I don't know, it's kind of heavy on the cost. I think it's cool, though. I, it's I, definitely thematic. It's I, weird that the, they, the art they chose is a bunch of demons descending on everybody. <laughs> it is kind of funny, but it's it's very much right. so a vampire. So it's five, a black, and a black. Uh, choose a creature type. Destroy all creatures that aren't the chosen type. Yeah. So, yeah. It's kind of like a crux of fate, but for the creatures you like instead of just dragon. Kindred charge for a red and a red. Uh, choose a creature type for each, and it has goblins. I think it's probably... I, because I it's goblins probably are going to be the ones that are going to abuse it hardest. Yeah, like, they're like, yeah, we don't have to have it be the tribes that we're doing. Like, let's just put it out. Like, you know, because it's not going to be only for these decks. Yeah. It has a bunch of goblins. No, the, the, choose a creature type for each creature you control of chosen type. Create a token that's a copy of that creature. Those tokens gain haste. Exile them at the beginning of the next end step. So it's like, I don't know, a super kiki-jiki. It just clones all your all of your types that you've got. I don't know that one's that one's bonkers. Like goblins, all especially over if it. you got a lot of enter the battlefields. Yeah, you know for sure. And then this one is just I don't know. It's it's pretty damn strong too. I I like the green one. So seven mana, five a green and a green. In, and what's cool is that it's an instant. But it says choose a creature type. Reveal the top card of your library until you reveal X creatures of the chosen type, where X is the number of creatures you control of the chosen type, and place them in the battlefield shuffle the, the revealed cards into your library so it's like uh a fucking what it's an elf card a for genesis sure. wave 
Like it's like a super Genesis wave. I, like it's I'm less gonna, red committed I'm and instant, it, and you don't have to dump a ton of mana. Into I'm gonna it. put my Reese, put it in my Reese deck, which is all elves. You yeah, know, like there I'm, we go. It's it's all your just, elves. It, I don't know. Like it's gonna be, and the, the thing that's appealing to me about that one is it's that you're not leaving everything else in the graveyard. You're shuffling everything back into your library, so you're not even losing options. Like you're just, it's just benefit. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty crazy. All right, so let's uh, let's talk the the curse cycle. I'll go through those real quick. Okay, dude. Uh, so this is the same dude in all of the in the art on all of these cards. Yeah, so it's actually pretty funny. It's kind of cool, and I like the flavor text on e- that that's on each of these. So uh, white curse of vitality. It's two and a white enchant player. Uh, whenever enchanted player is attacked, you gain two life. Each opponent attacking this player does the same. Good health beckons many a vigorous follower. <laughs> So, yeah, life gain is a, of, of interest to uh, everybody else when you're cursed. Right. So, uh, blue, the curse of ver- verbosity. Two and a blue. Again, it's a curse, so enchant player. Whenever enchanted player is attacked, draw a card. Each opponent attacking that player does the same. Idle chatter beckons many an attentive ear. Yeah, that's going to draw a lot of cards for people. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, so, on to the black one. Uh, curse of disturbance. Whenever enchanted, oh, it's two and a two and a black. Uh, so whenever enchanted player is attacked, create a two two black zombie creature token. Each each opponent attacking that player does the same. Sounds of life beckon many a restless soul. <laughs> I just love that one. Like people, he's like, oh, oh no, they're coming for me. He's like, no, like just running, like, oh god, I like, have such bad luck. Yeah. It's like I'm cursed or something. Yeah, his, his mood. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Um, so the red one, this is the first one that is not three converted mana costs. It's just simply one red, Hmm. um, enchant player. Whenever enchanted player is attacked, create a colorless artifact token named gold. It has sacrifices artifact. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Each opponent attacking that player does the same. So hang on. Um, I don't know if you noticed this and this is just kind of like, Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, no. I'll I'll finish my thought when we're done. Okay. Um, yeah. Jingling coins beckon many an eager hand. <laughs> we're get, definitely going after your gold. Um. So then finally the the green one, curse of bounty. One and a green enchant player. Whenever enchanted player is attacked, untap all non-land permanents you control. Each opponent attacking that player untaps all non-land permanents. Uh, he or she controls. That one's. Fucking awesome. Flavorful aromas beckon many a salivating maw. Like, I I dig the red one. I dig the blue one for sure. Um, the white one is kind of dependent. The green one's fucking sweet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Those are... So here's what's nuts, is that if I enchant you with this and people attack you, I get it every time. Yeah. It's it's not as symmetric as you think. Okay. The other curses were just kind of like, we'll go after that guy. You yeah. know what I mean? But this one's like... So whenever enchanted player is attacked, untap all non-land permanents you control. So if they're attacked, period, I get to untap my permanents. Right, and that's true for all these curses. So you get the gold every time yeah. somebody attacks this person. Yeah. You get the zombies every time anybody attacks this person. You so the, the cards, idea being the that you're going you're gonna to dip into this a lot. You want to probably target the guy that's... Like, it's hard not to attack this person. Like the Alora player. 
Right. You know, their life total is getting out of control. Like you're just piggybacking their life or the guy who just needs to be attacked because their combo is coming online. Like, right. This is just kind of the targets. How are you like, going to feel when you get targeted when you're playing Mizzix? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I will just say, I hope you guys like, I don't know. Cause yeah, it's just attacked. They don't even have to connect. Right. They don't even have to get through, which yeah, is so amazing. These are, I'm, I wonder, I don't know how I feel about like the older other curses because they've kind of squoze curses in a couple times it feels like yeah these ones you know, are get ready for the curse commander because it's <laughs> it's gonna happen mark my words yeah uh yeah so that's kind of just like is there any other cycles they hit us with or i think that's it. i think those were the two the kindred and the curses so um what are what are, like what's let's let's dive into some of the other cards that kind of stood out uh Maybe go a little bit by color. Uh, what what stood out to you from white and <sighs> from white, dude? Are you ready for this? Are you ready? <laughs> uh, yeah, like that stood out. Uh, Teferi's protection. Oh, oh. So what does Teferi's protection do? It's an instant. Until your next turn, your life total can't change, and you have protection from everything. <laughs> All permanents you control phase out. While you're while they're phased out, they treat they are treated as though they aren't they don't exist. They phase in before you untap during your next untap step. Exile to fairy's protection, which is the only freaking saving. Yes, thing it's only going to happen once. So, if anyone still wants Cyclonic Rift banned, uh, then wizards answered you that they're not planning on doing. That. <laughs> well, yeah, like this. I mean. It, yeah, like this is a serious like contender for for super powerful card, and it's painfully white. It's very defensive in every way. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's pretty much like, hey, I'm gonna take a break from the game for a second, and no, and nobody can touch you, and because or because, any of your stuff, because it's an instant, you can be incredibly strategic about when you do it. Like it's it's that's what makes it powerful. Your obviously. life total can't change. Ah oh, man, that, that that card is just so yeah, and you have to exile it because like recurring that would just there's just no way. Oh yeah, it's just so it would be so, unacceptable. So somebody's about to combo off. Uh-huh. Oh, to fairy's protection. Yeah, <laughs> like it just to go it goes to everybody else but me, and it's like there's nothing they can do. Right, like even going infinite, it's just like doesn't matter. You can't change my life. Well, total. I mean, I guess there's the stack. Like they they can get ahead of it on the stack. Sure, sure. But yeah. but like I mean, it, it, it's definitely a a very, very good white wrench to throw into other game plans. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Holy crap, that card. Alright, you got one for me? Uh, so one that I'm I'm kind of intrigued by from, from white is the Alms Collector. Um so it's three and a white. It's a cat cleric. And it has flash. Mm-hmm. It says if an opponent would draw two or more cards, instead you and that player each draw a card. <sighs> wow. Um, that's also painfully white, man. Yeah. See, it, well, I mean, it it's has like, it has flavor text yeah, that exactly describes it. Or the other flash sure. guy. What's the guy called? The he's the Demir one. Do you know what I'm talking about? So you can just flash him, and it says whatever card they draw besides what oh, you, right. you draw it instead. <clears throat> it's painfully white. Yeah. Man. So it says on it flavor text: "There is no justice when some profit and others go without." Yeah. Like it is the epitome. Of white. Right, where everyone's equal. Except for the white player is actually going to benefit a little bit more than everyone. Well, I mean, it just <laughs> says that you both draw a card. Right, it does. Like, it doesn't, <clears throat> I don't know, like, it doesn't even, like, no, you draw them all instead. Oh, no, it's, it does. That's the guy I'm thinking of. It's yeah, it does give you, it does balance it out pretty, yeah. pretty well. So, uh, I think 
sometimes you bump into the problem of having difficulty drawing cards with white. Not mm-hmm. that it doesn't exist. It does. Um, but it's sometimes difficult. There's almost always going to be a blue player at the table that you can take advantage of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, green one. Traverse the Outlands. Four and a green for a sorcery. Search your library for up to X basic lands cards where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. Put those cards in the battlefield, tap, then shuffle your library. That one I'm super excited about because so you're going to filter out your lands. Yeah, it's kind of big, big uh, mana, like, yeah. Yeah, just so grab a bunch of stuff for it, sure. Exactly. Like, just I don't gonna... think it's the best ramp spell. Like, no, for its mana cost. No, um, but I definitely think it's it's better than like Boundless Realms. Like Boundless Realms is kind of hard to like. By the time you get to that point, you're like, cool, it's, it's you know? up there. It's up there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, give me another one. Um. So, okay. Let's. Uh... I was actually pretty intrigued by the Gelcaster Colossus over in over in blue. Um, so that's seven mana. It's five and two blue. Uh-huh. Um, giant wizard, tap an untapped wizard you control, return target non-land permanent you don't control to its owner's hand. So it's kind of like the unsummoning version of Asami. Yeah, and he goes in Nala for sure. <laughs> yeah, like it's 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 that's pretty powerful, right? Um, for your for your wizard tribal that you're doing. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I guess like tryhards could be like, oh, we should bounce to lands, but it's like, yeah. I don't know. What do you that's, want? that's a, that's, that's, I don't know. It's pretty powerful. <laughs> right. Uh, new blood. Two, a, two, a black and a black. As long, um, as additional cost to cast new blood, tap an untapped vampire you control. I figured it just goes with the tapping. Right? Yeah. Uh, gain control of target creature. Change the text of that creature by replacing all instances of one creature, uh, with, with, uh, one creature type with vampire. So if somebody's going with other kinds of tribes at the table, you could really capitalize on it. So yeah, they're not any other creature type now. They are only vampire. Yeah. So whatever them being anything else, if that was benefiting that player, it's just stripped away from them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, since we're in the vein of, of talking vampires and black, let's go with patron of the vein. <laughs> yeah, that one's crazy. Unintended. Patron um, of the vein. So shampire... Uh, shampire... Vampire Shaman, you're paying four and two black, flying whenever Patron of the Vein enters the battlefield, destroy target creature an opponent controls. Okay, so spot removal along with your creature. Yeah. And whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, exile it and put a 1-1 counter on each vampire you control. You're going to be killing shit with your vampire deck. Uh, and you exile them. So you're exiling them, and then you're putting 1-1 counters on all your vampires. Yeah, so really good with Marquisa, the black. That would the, be amazing. The OG Marquisa. Yeah. Um, really good with Markov, obviously. Yeah. Uh, with Edgar. So yeah, like that's a pretty crazy card, man, for sure. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, okay. What? How do you feel about this one? Right. Um, I don't know. Like it's. I think there's a lot of talk about it for the Storm player. Okay. Uh, Magus of the Mind. So bl- for a blue and a blue, you can pay a blue to tap it because it's one of the Maguses, right? Right. So it's 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 mine's it's my yeah it's what is it mine's di- mine's desire or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Morrow spoiled this one. It was right. Like- so sacrifice Magus of the Mind. Shuffle your library, then exile the top X cards of your library where X is 
uh, one plus the number of spells you've cast the turn, so, you know, your storm count. Yeah. Until the end of the turn, you may play cards exiled this way without paying its mana cost. So you're going to just storm really hard. So this one's kind of mm. like... I don't know. So if you're trying to get a huge storm count, this guy actually doesn't help you because... For for one, he's he's six mana, plus he's blue to activate and tap, so you can't even do him the turn you come out unless you have some kind of convoluted setup for haste to yeah. do something that a spell will go off and do. So I don't think he helps you on the turn you're or sorry, if you're storming the same turn. However, he totally helps you the t- turn you're storming and if and if he's if he's been out. out. Right. So if you untap with him and you've got some kind of storm plan that turn. Well, then, yeah, because it's, like, one blue to just, hey, let's just do this even more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And at that point, it's, like, is it really matter that he adds to your storm count? It's, like, no. Like, you're basically a one, like, imagine a blue mana spell that just says, yeah, just do the storm count thing again. So, I think he's pretty crazy yeah. um, in that way. I just, I don't know. I hey, think time will tell to see if he if he makes it into a lot of deck. So, so there's, there's something to consider when deck building... I think is to ask yourself if the cards you're including, if they demand to be built around. And this card demands to be built around. Like you only put him in the deck if. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to be in a Mizzix or a Melic deck. Uh, maybe the new Kess if they do a storm thing, like basically a storm deck. That's, yeah. That's where yeah. he's going to go. Yeah. Uh, and even still people might come back and be like, yeah, I don't know. He's too clunky. <laughs> All right. Hit me with one. Um, let's see here. Oh, so I was kind of the one that was I was kind of intrigued by was um, the Bloodsworn tu- Steward. Uh. Uh, so it's a vampire knight that costs you two and two red. Okay, it's a flyer. Um, and it says commander creatures you control get plus two plus two and have haste. So they had a white version of this a couple releases ago. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's sort of a lieutenant type thing, like kind of, sort of. Um. I don't know. I, uh, there's there's a lot of times where you're playing red and you your commander doesn't innately have haste and you want to find a way to get him haste. Yeah, I mean, it's a vampire knight, so you're thinking, like, well, let's put him in Edgar Markov. It's yeah, like, that's what you're thinking. But all he really but, does for Edgar is just give him plus two, plus two, because Edgar already right, has haste. Right. It, it, it's really much more flexible than that. It just so happens to be a vampire knight. Like, it, you're going to find a lot more places than vampire decks to put that one to use. It's at cost. I mean, it's a it's a four four for four, and it's a flyer that's buffing your commander. Like it, it's it's a good card. Yeah. Um, to kind of go on the, back to the vampire deck for a second, the Kuru Mind Eater. It's oh, three yes, mana. Yes. So it's actually from Tarkir. It's a Tarkir vampire, but it's two and a black menace. When Kuru Vamp or Mind Eater deals combat damage to a player, that player exiles a card from his or her hand face down. You may look at look at and play cards exiled with Kuro Mind Eater. So the fact that it's Menace is what I'm digging about it. Because early game, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's only a handful of creatures out. Yeah. So like, you're they gotta good. just give up cards and yeah. you could possibly cast them. They're not probably not gonna be very keen on giving you mana rocks or things that match your color. Because yeah. it doesn't have that color provision like Gaunti does. Yeah, I was gonna say it's 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 a nice little addition to your Gaunti deck, probably. <laughs> right. But not quite as flexible as yeah. Gaunti so is. So in the vampire deck, I think he's kinda good because like we kinda talked about, like it's probably gonna be really important to stay to stay on curve with, with Edgar yeah. Markov. Like yeah. you constantly have pressure. The menace is kinda is what kinda gets me more on favor with this one. Okay. Uh, 
let me give you one that I think is kind of nuts. I don't know how I feel about this one either. So it's the Is It Chemister. Yeah. I was actually curious what your thoughts were with so, this guy. I want to try him out. I just don't know what deck I want to try him in. Dude, if, it's if, like, if there's anything that's going to turn Andy on real hard, it's a goblin <laughs> wizard. <laughs> yeah, no joke. So it's two and a red um, for, yeah, a creature goblin wizard with haste. So that's cool. But you can pay red and tap it. Exile target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. Okay. So I wish this did something like, I don't know, deal two damage to target player or something. Like, just In give me anything. To that, like, right? But yeah. that's all it does. Like, it's just but, like, oh, it's gone. I yeah. just potentially like, hurt myself if this guy doesn't Yeah, even doesn't if it, like, everybody around. loses one life. Like, just give me something. But whatever. <laughs> um, but then the other thing is that you can pay one in a red to tap it again. To sacrifice is at chemistry, cast any number of cards exiled is at chemistry without paying their mana costs. So it's the most unstable bank account that you'll ever have. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like a, a bank account at Wells Fargo. <laughs> so this, this, I don't know, man. Like, so my Mizzix deck, like, and I've talked about it a lot, but it's, it's very big in, in recursion. Right? Yeah, yeah. So buyback is a huge thing. So it doesn't go into the graveyard. Sure. Right. Um, the other thing is, is that I have a mystic uh, mystic retrieval runic repetition combo that I do. Right? Okay. It's not as mana intensive as it would be without Mizzix, but with Mizzix fully online, I can recur things perpetually Yeah. Uh, from my graveyard back to my hand because mystic retrieval is just coming in and out of exile, right? Gotcha. Provided no one yards <laughs> the, the runic repetition. Okay. Right. I always make sure to pay that one extra mana to make sure that the, yeah, the what I'm recurring very, first. very, very careful with that. Right. Because, yeah, if anyone sees that break. So with that combo in mind, I don't know if I'd be super keen on running, running the is it chemister. Yeah, you're right. Like, there's something better to do. Well, yeah, because it's like I want to recur. I want to recur the the cards. Um, the new Kess wizard, right? The new commander. Well, <laughs> like she's. What are you gonna do? Like I, I don't know. Like bank these ones for later. Like these ones go to the is it chemister, and meanwhile you can't cast them with her because. Because they're gone. Mean? Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's the, yeah, there's... The mm. only thing I can think of with this one where it would fit in is maybe Melek. But I feel like pretty sure Melek has a lot of, like, recursion ability, too, that people want to recur those, get them back on the top of the library or what. I don't know. I This thing sounds really, really cool. Maybe... See, I, even with Niv-Mizzet, dude, I had a lot of recursion for my wheel effects, Right. I mean, I can see, like, do, filling up his little, like, is it chemistry stash with a bunch of wheel effects, but everyone's going to see this coming from a mile away. Yeah, like, they just need to remove him, right. and you're like, oh, shit. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> really, We're all gone. Really wacky card. Stay tuned. I'm going to think I'm trying to figure out, like, where to put it, but... I don't know. I just don't know if there is a place yet. So so while we're talking red a little yeah. bit here, we're on a red card. I, I actually really like Shifting Shadow. I think it has a place in a few decks. Uh, can you read it to me? Because that one's like long. Man. So so this one says two and a red enchant creature. So it's an aura. Um, enchanted creature has haste and at the beginning of your upkeep, destroy that creature. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card. Put that card onto the battlefield and attach shifting shadow to it. Then put all other cards revealed this way onto the bottom of your library in a random order. Um I think it 
what comes to mind is Alesha, honestly, <laughs> a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. Um, is you can you're you're going to be able to cheat more stuff. Like they're not going to stay in the graveyard. Whatever dies that right, right, right. was on shifting shadow. Huh. I'm wondering if Grenzo could maybe put this to use a little bit too. Be well, no, it would no, it would fuck Grenzo. Actually, never mind. <laughs> Because you'd be putting in the dungeon a bunch of shit. <laughs> right, it does. And yeah, so. like, he can't reliably, like... he Brad's deck doesn't waste a lot of time of putting stuff back from the graveyard back under his library. He has a couple of those, but yeah. not a lot. So, I don't know. Pretty Maybe neat, just though. specifically Alesha. I think there's some creative space to use Shifting Shadow. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, are there any other ones that stick out? Like, as far as... I mean, we can go over all of them, but I think so, some of them so are kind of like underwhelming. One, one other one is the Kasali Slingers. It's, oh yeah, it's that. your it's your uh, cat deck Ara shards. Um, so it's four and a green uh, cat warrior reach. Whenever Kasali Slingers or another cat enters the battlefield under your control, you may destroy target artifact or enchantment. Yeah, that's um, pretty good. It's 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 not quite as good as Ara shards, but it's damn near close to it for right. your cat deck. Yeah, and plus it's a cat, so it's like if you're using this in a Rabo, like you can punch punch him up. It's a three five that gets pretty strong. And yeah, it becomes yeah. a six five, or sorry, a six eight. Yeah, six eight um, with so, reach. So it's it's uh. Yeah, for those of you building your cat deck, don't forget your Kasali Slingers. Okay, Vindictive Lich, man. Yes. Three, a black. When Vindictive Lich dies, choose one or more. Each mode must target a different player. Target opponent sacrifices a creature. Target opponent discards two cards. Target opponent loses five life. So oh, again, one. since it's a zombie wizard, you should be recurring this and making that happen right. multiple M- times. Mirin. Like, here we go with Mirin. Yeah, Karadr. Um, Karadr. Here we go with Karadr. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a lot. Anything we kind of... Yeah, whenever you see that one, it's just kind of like... Oof, oof. Yeah, if those are going in, it's going to be like signature card for those two for sure. Um, artifacts? Liz, we got to hit artifacts because there's yeah. some sweet-ass artifacts. We ha- mentioned the Hammer of Nazan earlier and yeah. the Bloodforge Battle Axe, um, but there's still more. <clears throat> Particularly Harold's Horn. Read it. Um, so Harold's Horn is three for an artifact. It says, as Harold's Horn enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Creature spells of the chosen type cost one less that's to cast. Pretty, that's pretty huge. So that in and of itself is pretty it's pretty sweet just yeah. at three mana. Like, I would take that artifact if that were it. But it also says, at the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top card of your library. If it's a creature card of the chosen type, you may reveal it and put it into your hand. So you're going to sift through your deck. For more of your tribe. Yeah. Um, Auto-include for your tribal deck. Right. It's like a Urza's incubator a little bit. Yeah, it is. You know, not as not as much, half of one, but hey, but is that, there's that other thing, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, there's, it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. That's really good, especially for the set. Um, what about Mirror of the Four Bears? How do you feel about that one? I, I like it. Um, we kind of had a little bit of a conversation about it. Uh, what was the card from... Um, Hour of Devastation. Mirage Mirror. Mirage yeah, Mirror. Yeah, it's Mirror. Mirror the, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's as strong as It's Mirage not quite Mirror. as strong as but Mirage the Mirror. And, less. And so, so, yeah, to contextualize that, like, let's... Uh, Mira- I, I haven't even... Mirage Mirror anymore. says three, and then you can pay two for Mirage Mirror to become a... It becomes a copy of target artifact, creature, enchantment, or land. That card is so... Until end of turn. So it's so crazy. It's awesome because you can just... You can... It's going to stay forever. As right. long as you hold two mana up. You know, if somebody casts a board wipe, turn it into a land. If you want it to, like, just be something that's fucking awesome that somebody else has, turn it into that. Like, you're just... 
I don't know. There's so many options with Mirage Mirror. And so, in in that vein, Mirror of the Forebears, mm-hmm. which says two, and then as it enters the battlefield, choose, choose a creature, a creature type. type. So it's a tribal card again. You can pay one, and until end of turn, Mirror of the Forebears becomes a copy of target creature you control of the chosen type, except it's an artifact in addition to its other types. Yeah. So it's not quite as awesome as that Mirage Mirror. Not as mirror, flexible, but it's definitely good for the tribe. But it's so good for your tribal deck. Like, you're, like there's this part of me that's thinking, like, okay, I get a Nesh out, and then... I turn Mirage or right. Mirror of the Forebears into a Unesh, and yeah. suddenly my Sphinx spells cost four less. Like, it's just, it's pretty cool. Um, and it, it, obviously, there's a lot of other places you can use dude, it. Dude, how about the Worn Power Stone of of, uh, of lands, dude? <laughs> Which one is that? So it's Path of Ancestry, right? Oh, that's right. So Path of Ancestry enters, ba- enters the battlefield tapped. However, at the you can add to your mana pool one mana of any color of your commander's color identity. When that mana is spent to cast a creature spell that shares the creature type of your commander, scry one. So a little more deck filtering. So, you know, soul, Worn Power Stone is to Soul Ring as Path of Ascendance or Ancestry is to Command, command Tower. Command Tower. Gotcha. Right. Yeah, because it comes in tapped. And, right. But it well, does hey, the... you can scry one when you cast your commander, finally. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I'm so excited Take for that. Take that over a Rupture Spire. Yes. No, no, I'm with you. It's it's not like this super, super duper awesome land, but it's good. So you excited, man? You excited to play? Yeah, I, I actually... I'm, what are you going to do? You don't even have, like... That's the funny thing is that, like, Brad's going to play the vampire deck. I'm going to play the wizard You're deck. You're going to play wizards. Tiff's, Tiff's definitely playing the cats. Yeah, she'll... Yeah, she'll freaking... She'll claw your eyes out. Claw to her eyes out if somebody shows up thinking they're going to play cats. Um... Yeah, and and Cody's dragons. So. Yeah, Cody's dragons. What are you gonna do? I like. There's this part of me that wants to. I don't know the vampire deck. It seems like it's gonna be strong out of the box, right? And that's where my well strong against the other deck. Strong against the other we'll deck. Say yeah, yeah. I, I think that that should be the enter the conversation just as a thought. Um, I noticed some people slinging out there towards wizards that like the decks kind of. Aren't, they're not very good, and and I, and I saw a couple employees of Wizards respond that like they're a starting point for people to get entrance into playing Commander, and and I think that's what you have to keep in mind. Like they're they're we we like to do an event where we get together, we all have one of the decks out of the box, and we play them against each other to kind of just have some fun, like break it in. Yeah, it's just um, an event where we, you know, they we expect them to be equally powered, I guess. So, like, you know, if, if you... We started doing that, what, Gen 3? Yeah. We started doing Yeah, it. we did it with the monocolor uh, ones. Yeah, and it was pretty fun. It was. It's way fun. It's, it's been way fun every time to do it. And I think, like, none of us are thinking, like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to keep this deck essentially the same and maybe tweak it a little bit. Like, no, like, we have ideas for what we're going to do. It's just, yeah. it's just kind of fun to get our hands on some new cards, make a thing of it. And we've sort of had the conversation with a lot of the people that we've gotten into it. That's been their starting point is a deck out of the yeah. box. So, man, this has been exhausting, dude. Back to back, we did hour of devastation it feels like just yesterday yeah and then we were like let's let's crank out a few deck I, ideas I, like i haven't even legends. cast my mirage mirror i haven't even drawn it yet <laughs> like i need to put in every deck to make sure i draw it now. like it's just dude like i can't even i can't even I, dude, it's it's an exciting part of the year it's like we had thanksgiving when when hour of devastation came out and now you know, it's like, christmas now it's Commander. christmas time for sure 
What are we doing for New Year's, Andy? Uh, I guess Ixalan. <laughs> I guess so. But it our, just keeps our calendar year is completely warped. In that, that what's that? September? Is that when that comes? When does that drop? Uh, yeah, end of September. Are you kidding me, dude? We gotta we're, do. Oh my god. Yeah, it's coming. They gotta slow down. All we're gonna like. I feel like all the content creators are just turning into hype men for the new product. It's kind of true because it's like if you don't get on it, like what are you supposed to do, dude? It's I want to talk about like. So, new and uh, you know yeah like, we, we we've got some deck techs that we need to do and we've dude, also we start doing two episodes a week dude it's <laughs> the only solution <laughs> somebody start doing my job for me jeez yeah no joke <laughs> um yeah we've also got some other commander topics that i think we need to just kind of kind of put out there yeah in, let's in the make a point as well. to get them done so so we'll do it we'll jump on it like we've got some questions from people out there that we we want to answer because there's some people talking to us, so... Christmas time of year. <laughs> it's my favorite time of year. Oh my God, it's Christmas vacation. <laughs> What's that Christmas song by the Beatles? Dude, that's the one I just sang was the Christmas vacation song. <laughs> at the, you know, the one with Chevy Chase in it, you know. Oh, yes. Dude, once you hear that song once, like, you will never get it out of your head, dude. Once, if you actually watch the movie, Christmas time of year. It's my favorite time of year. Yeah, I don't know. Like for me, like me, it's got to be every male that's ever watched that movie. They just start thinking of like, oh yeah, dude, that chick the, in the, the pool. The chick dude. in the pool. Oh yeah, and then like he does. It happens in every one of them. There's one where he's like driving, dude. Oh yeah, and he pulls up next to this chick, and he's like fucking torqued, man. <laughs> Like and his wife's just like asleep next to him, and he's just like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like the, with her as yeah, driving down it's the weird. Freeway. What's weird is that he's like the greatest dad ever, and he's like the greatest husband ever. I guess like he cares about, it, but then when this thing he just gets these like fantasies, yeah, for or he's like gorgeous women, yeah, or he's buying underwear. Do we have rabbit holes so bad? <laughs> Down with Chevy Chase the hell. Merry, Merry Christmas, Merry, everybody. Merry Christmas, Here's everybody. Here's your new cards. We hope you're thinking about, I don't know, Chevy Chase and then, I guess, I don't know. Happy Ixalan New Year. Happy Ixalan New Year. <laughs>Hey, thanks for listening to the Legendary Creature Podcast. Music this episode was by the artist Home. The song, This Will Pass, from the album Falling Into Place. We'll post a link in the episode notes. Check them out. Give them your support. Let us know what you think of our review for Commander 2017. Shout at us on Twitter at legend underscore creature. And rate our podcast where you found us. Let us know how we're doing. Give us questions. We'll answer them. <laughs>